Hello, everyone. I'm so sorry I can't be with you tonight. However, I couldn't completely miss the chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, uh, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always. Peace. So your take is that getting robbed is terrible. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, at least you didn't get mugged. Because that's embarrassing and hurtful. Betty White is 96. Dude, she is ancient. Was Betty White hot back in the day? Uh, kinda. Stan Lee went out groping nurses. He gets the award for most likely to end up either on Death Watch and or Rape Watch. And he did both in the last year. Prolific. All right, we are back, and uh, I don't know how, when was the last time we did this? I don't remember how long it's been. I think it was, like, back in, like, August. I was about to go to Cabo, right? I was just going to say August. Oddly enough, dude, you know, we left off on episode number 41. Yeah. Kind of ominous there, but we're back. We're going to carry this torch, and we're going to kind of move this into a new era, episode number 42. It's funny, whatever you were saying about uh, going to Cabo... <laughs> you you hinted at it and we had to edit it out um and then for us to just not <laughs> have our podcast anymore makes it seem like you were you were lost in Cabo forever <laughs> well you'd recorded right before our fantasy football draft because i remember then that was in august and that was when i was egging you to post it that was a week <laughs> the, literally the weekend before we left too You're that was right. a fucking blur of a, of a weekend uh tyler you're gonna have to do me a favor and talk directly into your mic and your mic needs to be pointing downward no so you need to adjust a little handle and it has to be literally yeah like 45 degrees right there no then get rid of the wind or the the thing you don't need that yeah much better much better (laughs) anyway so uh we're back this is episode number 42 pretty this meet the most prolific podcast you've ever heard in your life if you've ever heard it that's a big (laughs) if but here we are we have a special guest today Hello. This is our buddy Marlon, Marley Marl, Marblo. I mean, he goes, he's a man of many names. Marlon the human. Marlon the human, Marlon the animal. (laughs) I mean, it depends on how you catch him. The country you're in. Yeah, that's that's actually probably a a really good point there. Um, Marlon's a dude we've known forever, man. This guy, uh, I've known you just about as long as I've known damn near anybody that I associate with these days. Grew up up the street from you? Yep. Uh, I'd, I'd go to your house and play your drum set even when you weren't home? That is oh. true. Yes, I Did remember this. Did you Ted's house? No, I no, Ted, would ask Mr. Ted. Like he just, he <laughs> let, let him in. 
<laughs> he came right hey, in there. Hey, is, uh, is Kirk home? No. Oh, can I still play his drum set? <laughs> that means no one's on his drum set. Fuck <laughs> and he'd probably look at you just like, nah, all right, get in there. Uh, yeah, so we've known this dude forever. Solid guy, man, through and through. I always so, played against him on uh, Little League teams, but I was never like on his team. He was a West a West Fullerton guy. If I remember correctly, this dude was a West Fullerton guy. We were Golden Hill Little Leaguers, so that means that we would have to meet up in like weird tournaments or city playoffs or whatever. Yeah, uh, my, my seventh grade team was filled with juggernauts on which I did not play at all. I was sat at the bench most of the year. He uh, ended up beating his team twice, once for the city. And once so for the, the thing about the gold, like Golden Hill and East Fullerton and West, <laughs> West Fullerton, uh, Golden Hill was like, like kind of where all the rich Fullerton. white kids were. Yeah, like all the rich, unathletic white kids like went to Golden <laughs> and Hill. And it's funny because I lived a stone's throw away from <laughs> the Golden Hill Little League fields. I could walk so there in less than five minutes. I lived, Kirk was. <laughs> I lived literally down the street from this baseball field we used to play at. This guy lived half the distance <laughs> I did. I and could, he went to a I could hop two fences. totally different uh league but the funny thing about west fullerton is like west fullerton was like and i'm just gonna go out on a limb here and no, say it, it's it where was, all the mexican kids it were was for all like the like the the guys that were that peaked at 12 like they were fully grown men at 12 years old you had dudes with mustaches <laughs> playing triple a little league ball. here i am at 31 years old without a mustache still <laughs> and i was playing baseball at 10 11 12 years old with guys with almost full-on goatees i swear Vinny had a family like, uh, Dominic Lopez Dominic had a Lopez family. Had a Stephen family. Lopez, Dominic had, Lopez a family. had a family. Yeah. But these were guys, yeah, you're right. They peaked uh, yeah, right they around there. They were their taller. full height at yeah. 12 years old. They, like. they, they got up to like five foot eight at like 13, and we were like, fuck, like these are grown men. And then two years went by, and they were still five foot eight, and you were finally five ten, six foot whatever. And you're like, okay. They just they just kind of got there a little bit before. Yeah. Maybe they were older. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, we're we're gonna be uh, talking about some stuff today, like we usually do. Uh, we got kind of a plan here. We're gonna follow. Um, so, Marlon, you care to uh, tell us anything about yourself that people may need to know before we jump in here? Uh, nothing that comes to mind. I'm not. Sh- you have a smile on your face, like like you. Ex- have a wait for a transition somehow or no this smile is just genuine excitement because it's like finally like whoa i'm excited to be doing this again i'm also excited that we got a new person here and it's i i'm actually pretty uh pretty pleased with the way the setup turned out i uh i really kind of like was like our apartment more my apartment where we used to do it the old studio it's no longer uh, Owned by anybody or rented Yeah, by a lot's changed uh, since since the last time we made a podcast. <laughs> well, that's what five months will do. Yeah, but uh, my old apartment was like, it got the job done. It wasn't exactly the most like ideal setup, but it was basically like Tyler and I candlelit, candlelit dinner. Like staring at each I can other. Turn the lights off. Talking. We I don't. We, we don't need this, that. We can get I this mean, candle going. Look, I'm an ambiance guy myself. <laughs> so if you can, if you can set the mood, I'll be there. Uh, but, I am probably your biggest fan and like your guys is like biggest supporter and like. I, like I, I don't mean that in like I don't know good or bad way. Um, you just follow us both on Twitter. So yeah, you, you, and I'm always put like and, and I kind of hate the post. No, yeah, I have like 20 followers and follow like you know 20 people. So and you guys are the most active ones on there. That's but a way to do it. In all honesty, I do you? want to yeah. say though that the first two podcasts I did listen to mentioned Modest Mouse. So I think a shout out to Modest Mouse. Um, I, I, I give this man a round of applause. Do we have to put him in the title now? 
I think so. No, we can't because there's there's you know a more pressing matter at hand yeah, that will uh, will will kind of gain more hits than Modest Mouse will this time. But subsequent episodes, you best believe we're gonna be catching up with our boys, <laughs> Modest Mouse. Um, the internet bot's favorite band. Yeah, so uh, so typically, Marlon, the way we do this is we kind of do kind of a, a little soft open here where we uh, obviously talk about what we're consuming alcoholic beverage-wise. Oh, yeah. And I think, well, no, with the exception of a couple episodes, it's been beer pretty much every time. We did do the Ducey once. Yeah. Uh, that shit will get you do, silly. Do we ever do wine? Uh, we might have done a wine. I think you brought some wine over one time. Maybe. Yeah. Wine is like a killer hangover, man. That we stuff. We just... moonshine shot in, the, in one of them. Yeah, we did. So, uh, Tyler, you care to uh, walk us through this one? Let's explain it. Well, the I significance we gonna, by it. I thought we were at least going to make this slightly uh, timely. You know, like at least mention the fact that when we're recording this and let's go ahead and do what that. Week it is. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Well, I mean, it's what, what day is it? Today is the January thirty-first. Uh, yep, January thirty-first on a Friday, mm-hmm. last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant. Fuck, it's so weird because like after five days of like seeing people talk about it and seeing it on Twitter, seeing it on Sports Center, ESPN, whatever. Like it's not starting to like. It's at least being less weird because everyone's talking about it, but you still see like the phrase "Kobe's death," and it's just it's, it's just awful, man. Weird. It's it's it's, so... it's awful. Yeah. I I just really just have had a hard time like like believing it like i i know that happened and i know that there's no way at this point that it, it it's any kind of hoax or fake at all but like there's just like a surprisingly large part of me that's just like there's no way that happened like what are we it was weird kind of watching it all go down on twitter in yeah, real time it was upsetting dude. um because all of a sudden because at first no one even really said what was happening i i just saw a few tweets that said like tell me like this isn't true and then of course you know you have to yeah look at trending topics and you know dig a little bit deeper and then out of all you know news stations out there tmz reported you know like they were the first to report and it's actually kind of funny that they're the most accurate news source out there yeah. when it comes to these situations I feel um, like 10 years ago didn't they like like do like Rick Ross is dead or something like they that. They broke a but well, ever like since a hoax, then, yeah. It's been like I think they really gained uh, where you're like, oh shit, they actually they really like, gained their credibility and foothold with the Ray Rice thing. Yeah. Uh they broke that story and like, you know, for all intents and purposes did a decent job like covering it and keeping you up to date. Um I didn't really want to talk about the whole TMZ thing because I feel like that's just kind of that, like, yeah that's later. Like we'll, we'll get to low, that later if fruit. it is. <laughs> uh but yeah so that's just kind of a little precursor for where we're at. It's January thirty first. Kobe passed away in an unfortunate helicopter accident on uh January twenty sixth, I believe was the day. Okay. At around eight forty five, nine o'clock in the morning. Uh what really sucks for me is that I was notified by a friend who I'm pretty sure has no idea what's going on we've in professional sports. We've mentioned Bobby a few times on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I want to refrain uh, from like making esoteric no, like references. I know, I know, but we've mentioned a lot and it was just a friend that his text was Kobe died. And it was just like, no. And it, I thought I was like, wow, is Bobby making a clever 
Excuse me. <laughs> that's some, so that's something that does happen pretty frequently. We drink Burping. these beers and just burps will just start like they'll just start coming up. So it sounds great. Yeah, fun. yeah, it's funny though. All right, uh, but yeah, uh, no, he just said Kobe died, and uh, I really thought he was making a joke about it was, it was 12, LeBron passing yeah, Kobe. It was twelve hours. It was oh, yeah. twelve hours after LeBron passed Kobe in all time scoring. And so I we're thought, just like, is Bobby making an unbelievably like witty joke about? sports stats right now like Like, lebron makes kobe irrelevant now or like okay what and my first instinct dude look at him all wearing kobe's that's sick wait what and my first instinct man was to go look it up kobe death kobe death and nothing's on twitter like like i'm 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 checking the twitter like search history because that's the first place i'm going to like see like what people are saying about anything and nobody like it's not like a few that were just like no yeah like that's all it was it had no like context no mention yeah of it. and then it i see like, like the tmz the article and i just like there's no way this is true like there's absolutely no way this is true and you know lo and behold and it was good 15 more, minutes before like before anything came out and then another 45 before you even knew who was with them yeah but look at them all wearing kobe's out there that's awesome all the coaches yeah, so yeah. we're also watching the, uh, the yeah first so we are home game right watching now. the game right now <laughs> um but yeah so that's where we're at that's why we kind of got off our asses to make this happen today um Oh yeah, sorry. Kobe. I mean, it, it goes without saying that that the man had an impact on just about anybody and everybody who watched basketball, whether it was religiously, casually, who maybe people who didn't even like like basketball, like you knew who Kobe was. Uh, and I have no doubt in my mind that you know his legacy will last. But that's kind of that was what I wanted to do here was I wanted to kind of get us together talk about kind of like what he meant to us what you know the things that he might have you know enlightened us on or inspired us to do whatever like we're gonna stand out today and uh that's just that's just like the long story short and that's why we brought so we brought you in here because obviously lifelong laker fan and you know living and and i think it doesn't it doesn't get said enough and i think i know i'm kind of like rambling on this topic before we actually get into it and i want to i want to say that like it's it's heavier i feel like for us as residents of the greater los angeles area and i've seen i I interact with a lot of people from all over the place who 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 definitely aren't laker fans like and kobe being a laker for 20 seasons you're raising your hand over there but it's like you're you're, well i can talk about that later yeah we'll we'll get in that but the (laughs) thing is is like living in los angeles greater los angeles i don't live in la but i actually technically live in la county now um but at least see it i feel like a lot of people talk about that they that they live in new york and can't see the skyline we can at least see we can see la but (laughs) i think it's it's like the lakers have been the basketball team that I care about. I think the team the most. In, well, and, oh, sorry, I thought you meant that Southern California cares about the most, but I think they are. Southern well, and I'm talking about like from a personal team. aspect, which is also kind of like why we're doing this. Yeah. But it's also yeah. like the Lakers are like the team, and for the last 20 years, well, with a couple years removed, for at least 20 years, Kobe was a huge part of that organization. I'm 31, so that means Kobe came into the league when I was like 10 or 11, and he he has been a part. No. Uh, 96 well, longer than that yeah yeah i guess because he's been like retired for like four seasons yeah. yeah so like 25 years basically yeah. give it that like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, f- for the greater majority of my life kobe bryant has been a part of laker basketball longer than he hasn't in my life which to me is just like that's like crazy so this his passing is just a very unfortunate but also like 
huge. Like, I don't think that we've encountered anybody in our lifetimes that's passed away that's had a bigger, like, effect on us. But we'll get into that a little later. Um, we're doing our segment here where we're talking about... Uh, Beers? Beers that we're drinking or whatever. We don't have a name for this. This is basically just like our soft open. So, Tyler, take it away. What did you pick here and why'd you pick it? All right. Uh, Stone Delicious IPA. It doesn't really matter. It's 8% alcohol by volume, which is why I wanted it. I wanted a strong beer, but also yeah. at 8 and we're going to all have two of them. So that's 24 ounces. We're going to drink 24 ounces of an 8% alcohol <laughs> by volume. I mean, I, was really I an excuse to get shitty, but, wanted uh, to drink 81 ounces, but <laughs> that's still in the realm of possibilities. But... Uh, yeah, man. You got anything to say about the beer, about kind of <laughs> what we're going on? Yeah. I'm going um, to pop your podcast in cherry. And you've done a podcast before, so don't act like you haven't. I mean. No, I know. What, I, has, he, what it, has he done before? He and Mikey had the home dog pod. Oh, really? I was a big fan. I liked <laughs> yeah. it, dude. You I guys never, talked. Uh, you guys, it was kind of like four or five years ago. It was right around the, was it the Cubs who were in the series at the time? Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah the, the race World for the series. World Series. Yeah. yeah, you guys did a good job, like talking about that, and you know, obviously, like as a as a baseball fan, it's you know. Catching fire right now. No, but we'll we'll fucking figure it out later. Sorry, don't worry about it. Yeah, so the that? Home Dog Podcast, rest in peace. Um, you know, that was a uh, kind of Mikey K's and I, um, kind of like degenerate podcast. Um, you know, talking about gambling, sports, <laughs> um, all the above, which has blown up recently. So yeah, you should have kept it going. I know we we were ahead of our time. Uh, <laughs> didn't really know what we had. I but. think you guys could like make a comeback. Honestly, like you could pick up right where you left off. You know, I checked your SoundCloud page for like four months after that, hoping for another episode. <laughs> I got a kick out of you guys. I thought you guys were hey, dope. Some podcasts don't come back after four months, and some yeah. do. So. Look, we are the world's most inconsistent podcast. If there could be anything, to, if there's anything that could be said about us, it's that we definitely you're consistently are inconsistent. inconsistent. Shout out, Modest Mouse. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, we're drinking this beer. It's called Stone Delicious IPA. Uh, me personally, as a resident beer idiot, uh, not really a big stone guy. Isn't it like San Diego or something? Uh, yeah, they're based out of San Diego. I mean, they got a. There's Got a couple of breweries there. down there in San Diego. Uh, they all kind of taste the same, but then again, beer. All I was just about to say that. That's a really nuanced like opinion for you to have about Stone Brewery. I was but that's just because say. all beer tastes the same to me, so I don't really. That's that was. You could have said that. You could have avoided saying <laughs> that and just seemed there. like a genius. Like beer people would have been like, "Yeah, he's right." He's what right. What really stands out to me that it says delicious IPA. So, like, what are they saying that there's. IPAs out there that aren't delicious, oh, or yeah. that this beer may not be delicious, but we're going to tell you that it's delicious. So we're going to put that in your head. I think it's just delicious. TM. I think it's the former and not so much the latter. I think they're really taking a shot at other breweries that might not be making quote unquote delicious IPAs. But what do you, what, what, let's see. What you remember, you take a drink at the same time. Let's see. Also, because. They, is it delicious or is it not delicious? Also, because. No, it's delicious. It's drinkable. It uh, went down pretty smooth. <laughs> Um, Although apparently if a false stone tastes the same Then just putting delicious on here Puts it in your mind like Oh this tastes different than the stones This one's delicious Well yeah Well I mean that's the point Like <laughs> this one is delicious So I'll give it that You know After a couple of sips I kind of got warmed up to it And I haven't been having as much alcohol this year So maybe maybe I just needed to like jumpstart the system But it's delicious Yeah right. it's yeah. drinkable You know I mean, what I mean I said we're going to have 24 ounces But there's 12 down there So Well we're going to we'll, How about we just like point <laughs> out the moment Where you consume the 24th ounce And then after that Everything else will just not be mentioned Alright You know what I'm saying good It's a symbolic 24 You know what I mean We're cheersing the first 24 to Kobe After that Yeah Maybe sometimes. we'll find some other symbolic reference To connect to Kobe 
movie. I mean, everybody's been doing it since it's been going on here, but. All right. So, yeah, like just to start off, I mean, I don't call myself a Lakers fan. Are you, fan. Are you commandeering the. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm mostly went on this subject of Kobe. I'm going to like leave it to you guys as much as I can. Well, we're not there I'm yet. Not the, yet. Oh, we're not at Kobe talk yet. Why are we not? Oh, that's right. You have a whole plan. Well, I'm just following the format here. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So I did want to kind of keep things fairly ritualistic here. Right. I wanted to jump into our take segment. All right. I want to obviously turn the spotlight to you because you're really good at this. Why? Because you're really good at this. Okay. I don't know which one I have to pick. Just, you got to, you got, you, the thing is, you have 19 and I struggle just to come up with like one. I have one today though, but. Do one, you guys. Yeah. Say hello when you answer the phone. Um, Even when you know who it is. No. <gasps> really? I'm if if I know who it is, I'm being I'm as informal as possible. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, what's personal. up? You know? Yo. It, like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying something like that, but sometimes, really? like when I so like I get calls from work on my work phone. So I'm that asshole that picks up the phone if it's a number I don't recognize and says, "This is Kirk." Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sucks, but it's a necessary evil, you know what I'm, I mean? I'm the same way. I, if if it's a phone call that I'm not suspecting that it's like a sales call, I'm answering it. This is Marlon. Yeah, um, just cutting right to the chase. Like, If yep. I think it's a sales call or it's an 800 number, you know, I might hit them with some Spanish. Like, oh, bueno, hola. <laughs> you know, just kind of throw them off, you know, <laughs> see how they respond. Kind of go from there. Uh, 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 uh. What if they just like, they just match your tone and just like they hit you blow to blow. Do you level with them? You're like, yo, I'm sorry. I was just messing. Um, no, you speak pretty good Spanish. Yeah, you know what? Like that might like throw me for a good one if, if they legit came with, at me with hundred percent Spanish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, lo you siento, know, senor. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might try to practice, but you know, if they're if they're going full fluent, you know, I actually listen kind of slow um, in Spanish. You know, I I can understand it, I can speak it, but if if I'm with a native speaker and they're you know speaking their native tongue, you know, hundred percent, I might only catch half of it, even if I know yeah. all the words. I might only catch up. That's a saying. that's a weird thing about like learning a foreign language is like you can know all the words and you can know like like how to speak it at your own pace, but then like the minute you hear somebody like fluent talk, you're just like I didn't understand half yeah. of that. There like, are people who speak English that we can't understand. Like you fucking look at like people from Louisiana or like a thick British accent. We're just like fuck. Different there, dialects. There's yeah. no like uh, there's no language barrier here. I just don't understand what the fuck you're saying. I didn't know Baltimore had a, its own accent until oh, yeah, I yeah. saw that one video where it was Aaron earned and iron earned and the Baltimore, the guy from Baltimore tried to say it and it was earn, 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 earn. <laughs> well, they have that whole like you thing mm, yeah. that they have, but uh, it's weird because they can't even boo correctly. They go, yeah. boo, <laughs> boo. It's weird because like, you know, the wires famously like set in Baltimore and I don't feel like anyone had like a ridiculous accent. Well, you can't like, uh, only well, Snoop, I uh, can't. that girl. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I can, I guess I can't say the same thing because like with the Sopranos, that was hard to watch sometimes with like how low, how quietly they'd speak, but like how thick their like Guido accent was. <laughs> like, and I'd just be like, fuck, I got to turn the subtitles on. Like, I don't want to go back and watch it, but I also don't want to miss anything. Well, that's, that's why happening. I can't watch Peaky Blinders. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to that's watch hard. that with like a Cockney well. accent is the worst, dude. It's so hard. Uh, have you ever seen Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels? Yes. yes. It's the fucking hardest movie to watch, dude, yeah. because you can't understand a word they're saying. They're talking a million miles a minute, and you're just like, what? What? What'd he say? 
I think I know what he said, right? I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Um, All right, so neither of you two say hello when you answer the phone, ever? I say hello. You either say, this is Kirk, or you know who it is, and you're like, what's up, or what Yeah, mom, actually, I or... really don't say hello. I mean, if it's like my mom calling, I'll say, hi, mom, like, I, oh, you know what I mean? Like, Okay, then I'm the fucking weird one. You I say s- hello? I say hello for everybody. You're like oddly wait, like. So you go hello and then just wait like yeah. just dead dead hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So hello. Hello. So I'll do that when it's a number You're I like don't. Like a fucking reckon. hundred year old man, dude. I'll do that when it's a number I don't know. I'll do that when my dad calls. <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> the last time he called me, he hey, was poor like, "Dad." He literally was like, "Hey, it's Dad," and I'm like, "I'm like, why does he always say that?" Like, because you I, pick up the phone. Because like said hello. <laughs> That's why I wrote this down because I was like, why does he always say that? Like, I know who it is when he's calling. And then I realized I'm the one who's saying hello. Like, I don't know who's calling. Like with a question mark, like with an upward inflection on the end. Like, hello? how you answer the phone. I don't know. Fuck. That's how you answered the phone when you didn't know who was calling. But now that you have a fucking cell phone and it tells you at least, you know, whether or not you know it's somebody that, you know, is in your contact. I'm not changing that's awesome. All right. Uh, second now, since you guys mentioned it. Oh, hell yeah. How do you deal with uh, with a, a number that's clearly a sales call? I don't answer it. Okay. Well, say someone, say you did answer it and you immediately start to realize yeah. it's a sales call. Uh, I wait for them to finish. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes I'll just hang up on them. I mean, that's fine. That's what I do 90% of the time. Um, you know, you get really good salespeople out there. Like, I just got a call the other day. Some yeah. lady was asking me if I'd like to, like, you know, if I plan on, like, remodeling my house sometime in the near future. And you're like, bitch, I don't got a house. Hey, who has <laughs> money on, to buy a house? I hung like, up on her today. That exact lady. She called me. Wow, really? she's out here making the rounds. <laughs> she got the bees out of the way, and now she's on to the bees. Uh, I let them finish, and I'm just really firm with just, you know, she like, She was really good about like, getting all her info out before I even had the chance to make a decision on hanging up on her or not. She actually got, yeah. like, a polite response out of me. Yeah. And I get that. Uh, uh, that's kind of like I do that for a living. So it's like the yeah, least no, when people hang that. up on me, it's just like I call them right back. But also like we only do business with existing customers. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not like we're like cold calling people. Uh, but like when people call me and I am dumb enough to answer the phone, like I let them finish. But I just tell them like, no, thanks. Not interested. And if it's like I, like I had I did business with Spectrum when I was living in my apartment and they'd call and be like, uh well, we got this great like package. You can like DVR like all this shit, and you know, let's da 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 x amount of dollars a month. And I'd be like, no thanks. Like when they'd be like, oh well, why not? And I'd be like, I don't watch TV. And they're like, well, here's the thing: if you all of a sudden decided to start in. watching TV, it's too far in already. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, yeah, I know. I'm just I don't plan on watching TV anytime soon. And they they have to like they're like they're, they're it's like part of their job to. Yeah. Get rejected but like are, three are, times. Are you picking up random numbers or is this no, like solely no, like seven one four numbers? No, I really like, I pick up nine four nine numbers because that's where my work is. Okay, and it could be somebody from my job calling me. Okay. So I only pick up nine four nine numbers, seven one four numbers, sixty six, whatever. Anything else other than that, I am not picking up. If it's important, you'll leave a message, and sometimes they leave a message even if it's not important. See, this but. is another thing. Are you you guys have active voicemails? What do you mean I active? Cha- I haven't changed mine in so long. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't active. My voicemail in mailbox has been full probably for the last two years. <laughs> I have and to, I, yeah. and I do that purposely. Well, and the thing is, is like I got family like all over the country, so it's like I don't want to miss anything text important. Message, like email, yeah, like if I, you really want to get a hold of me, like there are there like, are like, ways. Ted, I don't expect Ted to text me. Like, 
Ted's gonna call. Like he's gonna call. And he's gonna leave but a message. But if you see like, a missed call, like you, like you know, Ted called you, so like you have to call him back. Well, I do call him back, but he'll he'll leave a message because he's like from that generation. Like he'll leave me a message telling me what he wanted. And sometimes in the message, he's nice enough to say like, "Just wanted to give you a heads up. No need to call back." And I'm like, "Okay, Ooh. cool." Like he's like kind of like savvy with yeah, like that's, that's hot. Yeah, like phone dialect and like how to handle it. Like he. So the knows. older people in your life are causing you to you know clear your inbox where i'm like the opposite you know (laughs) you're just like don't bother yeah (laughs) like you know if you want to get a hold of me you're gonna have to try a little bit harder like i do not want you to leave a voicemail and tell me you know what's is really 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 morbid about this and i guess it kind of goes in line with like the you know what we'll get into later i'm constantly worried that somebody's gonna die and i don't want to miss that message like you know what i'm saying like if if it comes down to that I want to make sure that, you know, somebody can leave me a message telling me, hey, there's an emergency. Call me back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like my like, you know, everyone has like weird like fears or weird like ways of doing things. See, okay, I kind of want to get into that as someone who hasn't really, you know, really dealt with death, you know. Oh, wow. Um, Like, what is like the proper etiquette, you know? Because, I mean, I know you said Bobby. Don't text a Kobe died. <laughs> okay. Do well, hand up here. Uh, Period. I, I, I did that to my dad on Sunday. But, I, you know, he was at work, so. I don't think that, I what, dad, I don't think that what Bobby did was out of line at all. Because I think he a lot of people. First, well, that's what <laughs> was, was like, himself. shocking to me. I was just like, wait a minute. like, Well, and like I said, I thought he was making a joke at that's first. Like, I thought, I thought he was being really, like, out of character clever for a second. I, I was. I just I still like, had the LeBron this is thing not like I not a the, typical Bobby thing. Like to I still be had like the LeBron thing in my mind. I was like, hell yeah, he did go Bron. And then I was like, wait, I should check Twitter. What I immediately like? though, my reaction was to immediately go on Twitter and look like it. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sports, so. <laughs> that's that was kind of the other side of it. I was just like, Bobby's never talking about sports. Maybe something really happened, and lo and behold, but uh, I was at the airport and it was weird to like look around and just see no one reacting. What is the proper etiquette? I feel like. Um, I honestly feel like, it, and I'm biased because that's the way that I like want it delivered to me. I feel like it's to call somebody like immediately and say like, "Hey, like, are you are you busy? Are you sitting down? Like, are you like, you know, are you know, are you are you okay? Are you in an okay place? Like, I got some real bad news here. Yada yada yada. Like, I think that like kind of just going in there like a bull in a china shop is maybe kind of you know problematic because you really don't want to just be like, hey. Bob's dead. Like, you know, I'm just like, fuck, what? Like, it kind of just catches people off guard. Yeah, and, yeah you, have, you have no idea what the other person uh, is doing at the moment, you, you know? what? And then you just get those text bubbles for like 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like looking at the bubbles and you're like, dude. You get a fucking story back about like what actually happened, but um, that's all you got takes wise? Uh, I mean, it's not all I got, but do you want more? Do you have anything good? <laughs> okay, sorry, Jesus. Yeah, let's step it up, bro. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guest. No, right. you're next, buddy. I mean, come on, you're, you're going up after me. So, and I don't ever have any kind of take or any kind of opinion at this I mean, segment. I could get slightly deeper, but it has nothing to do with Kobe's death or anything. It would probably take. Longer. No, no, we'll save it. We'll save okay. it. Uh, here's the thing about this segment. All right, so we we conceived of this segment and called it "Takes One to Know One," and one is spelled W O N. So it's essentially was supposed to be like. Here's my hot ass take that no one else is going to agree with. But like, that's like really hard to do. I feel like unless you're just being like flagrant, you know, it's really hard to just come up with like bad opinions. Got their like opinion that you're like, this is what I hold. It's weird. I try not to tell people about it, but here you go. 
And it's, I guess it's very strange and it's kind of particular to me. What the segment eventually evolved into though is because I'm so bad at this was it's more like a now like what's on your mind? You yeah, got anything yeah. like Before going we on? Get into it like a like a long ass topic. It was just like quick hitters. Yeah, and mine will actually kind of. Uh, well, I guess we should turn it over to Milo because mine's actually going to segue us into kind of what you we're here what? for. You know what? Let's just segue. I wasn't really prepared for this. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not Look, necessarily like a great takes guy. We're I'm... no stranger to bad takes or not having takes here. I mean, that's definitely, I fall into that category all the time. Uh, but my take or thought or it's it's kind of a take. Uh, I have done, I've been doing a lot of thinking uh, over the last couple of days. And I'm, you know, I was a big Kobe guy. I mean, so here's the thing like with that is like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of a step above a casual basketball fan. Like I watch basketball, like when it's, when I can get a chance to watch it, I know who's playing. I know, you know, for the most part, like who's doing well and who's not doing well. I know like the history of the game. I know, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I would say I'm a step above just somebody who's just like showing up to watch like the playoffs. Like, uh, I might bet on basketball here and there, like a regular season game. That doesn't mean shit. Like that's how you learn random people. Well, that's how I've gotten so knowledgeable with the NHL, but that's a different story altogether. Three pointer to cut it to nine. And you're like, shit, shit. NHL is one of the best sports to bet on, by the way. Constant action. The other one, the other one too. And you confirm this, uh, tennis, Tennis is just a fucking thrill ride. Oh, man. Sweaty palms for three straight hours. Betting on tennis is literally the most exciting thing you can do. And the best thing about tennis is they have a gang of tournaments in Australia, in China. So it could be midnight, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. There's nothing going on. thing, like, degeneracy never sleeps. Like, if you're a big enough degenerate, you'll find a way. That was um, part of my bio for the longest time, and Dame went down with a knee injury right now. No, he did. Okay, he's up. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. No, but that was in my Twitter bio for the longest time. Like, let's have a way to have live sports on 16 hours a day because there's going to be a lot of people out there that want to bet on tennis, like, or tennis or, like, any sport in general. Is he fucked up there? No, he's fine. If you wanted to get into cricket or, like, Australian... I've looked into it. I'm not going to lie. Cricket... Their rules are just too wild for me. Cricket's a wacky sport. Like cricket, they 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 have different like uh, same thing with rugby because you know you have classic rugby like fifteen men, then they have like elevens, and I even think they have like sevens. Yeah. Like same thing with cricket. Like a uh, a There's traditional like cricket game can last weeks. But, like, they've tried to, you know, make it more watchable and profitable. So, like, now they've kind of made it a little bit more like baseball to where it's, like, a three-hour match. Um, Yeah, but tennis is really fun to bet on. But my my, uh, my take here, my That's angle was going to – yeah, when we can't – I mean, I have one. We can't forget it. Ooh, not no, no, my boy. Caruso's down. Not oh, my shit, boy. Dang. Come on, get the court dry. What are we doing here? Uh, all these tears have uh... – Yeah, all these tears, baby, just wetting the floor up. My Here's my thing, though. So I've been thinking over the last couple of days, uh, we grew up in, like, a, a really, really, really different era, I feel like. And I'm biased because – it's probably always been like this, but I think we just kind of got to enjoy literally three of the greatest players that have ever graced a basketball court back to back to back. We got MJ greatest of all time, Kobe in the conversation, but Tyler may disagree. But anyway, LeBron in the conversation for greatest of all time. Like, I don't know if that's like, 
like common or not. It's hard to say, but that's like what we grew up on, yeah. right? So I mean, let's not, you know, gloss over Shaq, you know, like one of the most dominant or the most dominant big men to ever grace. Well, and I mean, the list court. goes on with basketball, but it, it it carries over into a lot of other sports too. We got to see Tiger Woods. Yeah. We got to see From Anaheim. Shout out Cypress. Uh, we got to see uh, uh, like Ken Griffey Jr. and Mike Trout right now, and uh, Bonds. Barry Bonds and that whole home run race with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Granted, they were juicing the shit out of it, but like I think they should all be doing steroids. You still um, hit the ball. Yeah, you still got to hit it. it. But like I think that we kind of are spoiled in the sense that it's like we just sort of expect like the next big thing to just like be there, and there really hasn't been like a. A moment where it hasn't been like and i guess like on one end of the fence like somebody's always gonna be good enough to garner attention and spotlight and and maybe make you think for a second wow they could be the next big thing but like we went from mj to kobe to lebron like what's the take here sorry so my take is that because of this i think that we should always go out of our way to uh, respect the greatness when we see it. Yeah. And while, especially while it's happening, like, there's no reason that, like, this whole, obviously, like, a lot of people have kind of had this opinion too about, like, I'm never arguing about who's better anymore. Yeah. Like, Kobe or LeBron or, like, like, as long as they're alive and as long as they're playing basketball, I'm just going to sit back and watch and just be, like, a part of that. And, like, that's kind of, like, that hit me really hard. I was like, yeah, we, we should be like cherishing it. We should be enjoying it. We should never like, w- nobody should hate LeBron or well, nobody should, you know what I mean? Like along with the MJ Kobe and LeBron thing, we also grew up in the age of, uh, like skip Bayless and, you know, Stephen A. Smith. And it was just like, fucking you know, sensationalism. Yeah, and yeah, like the only way to, to, to compare people is to talk about everyone's faults and shit. And, uh, and I just, I just think that like my, my point is, is like, as I'm, as I'm getting older in my life, and I'm not young anymore. I mean, I'm young, but I'm not like in my twenties anymore. You know what I mean? Like I'm 31 now. Uh, I think that it's like, it's really, really, really important to cherish the good things while you have them, because just like we experience, it could be gone tomorrow. And when it's gone, it's gone forever. No, I agree 100% because, um, you know, I watched the NBA growing up, but I really don't remember anything up until, uh, the 97 Bulls, uh, you know, back-to-back against... Kind of Space Jam. Like, uh, yeah, Space Jam Space was when Jam. I was, like, born as a basketball fan. Um, but the the Bulls-Utah series back-to-back, I was actually going for Utah, and I was... I hated MJ, you know, because he was just that guy. You know, he was good. Everybody loved him, you know. Um, I loved Hornacek, Stockton. I felt bad for Carl Malone for not having a ring. <laughs> so I was just kind of an MJ hater. And honestly, I didn't really appreciate him until him and Kobe were going one-on-one when MJ was with the Wizards. And yeah. I just kind of felt like I didn't get to see him or really appreciate him or get a chance to cheer for him while he was in his prime. Um, now, Ty, I think you're a, a LeBron stan. Is that correct? Which yeah. is, like, fine and great. And yeah. honestly, like, I am too. Like, LeBron is... I, I So the thing is, I never had a... I never had an issue with LeBron. I, I kind of was like... When I saw that... The, the talk about him and the fact that he lived up to the hype I was like he's the next big thing like I, I've always been like kind of like 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 I want to see a dynasty like I want to see like and I know like the Warriors just kind of had one and like yeah that's not, obviously no, no, not no, no. like I, I say this all the time about uh 
about Brady, especially in this last like uh, three super three straight Super Bowls that he went to. Like this is the first one since the Cam Newton one that he's not in. Yeah. But uh, I was just like, I don't care about the Eagles. I don't care about that. Like I kind of want him to win so that. I can say my life, like my early adulthood and childhood, was watching the greatest quarterback of all time. Because who cares if you wrote for the, a guy or not? At a certain point, you want to see the best that ever like played, you know. And you want to be able to be your guy isn't fucking Dan Marino or something. Well, know? and I think the other thing with it too is, is like you don't want it to be a flash in the pan. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. Want, you don't want to see some you know guy I mean? that you thought was going to be amazing, and then two years is like. Just another guy. You yeah. want to see the best of all time. You 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 really want to see that shit like through. Like you want to like like. I think in the back of my mind, I'm always because of like Tiger Woods and because of like the Lakers for a long time and because of just everything that we've grown up on. Like the fucking Yankees. Like even though I hate the Yankees, like. I want to see that shit. Like it makes it more the, exciting. It's like better it than makes, the Royals yeah, versus the Mets. It's, like. it's, it makes it. It ma- yeah. It makes it better for for us. Like if you love the Yankees, it's great for you. If you hate the Yankees, it's great for you because it's like you want the Yankees to lose. I actually said yeah. two years into the Cavs Warriors, I'm like, I hope we keep getting this because then it'll just be. Dude, we did for like five years. When you remember it, when you remember it, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, remember the like Cavs Warriors number three. Remember Cavs Warriors number four. Remember Cavs Warriors number too like it was cool a time and place where you're just like that was that time and that was that half decade okay so so i'd say it's better for the casual fan which and you know enhances it for you know Mm -hmm. the actual like diehards or the people that follow the sport because everyone's gonna remember you know everyone can get into the yankees everyone can get into the patriots everyone can get into the lakers um so i i think it just enhances the sport you know for the actual diehards, for like the people that you know um, do follow the sport, you know, yeah, like look what it like look no, what it did yeah, for, like the you, Warriors. Your though, grandma, like. who's never who hasn't watched a game in ten years, but Kobe was on Oprah, you know, like she's talking about Kobe and well, and like you know, a lot of other things. Ka- Kawhi like, Leonard on the Raptors, and you're like, ah, never mind. Yeah, yeah no, nah, <laughs> you just you wouldn't get kid. it. But, yeah, don't worry but yeah, I mean, like, look what it did for like the Warriors. Like, like the Warriors became the fucking best thing since sliced bread, and and people acted like they were the greatest thing of all time. Like, and I'm not saying that like I'm a Warriors fan cause I'm not, but like you kind of want to see that shit. You either want to see it continue or you want to see it crumble. Yeah. And like, not in like, not in like a bad way. Like not in like a place of, you know, like I just want to see the Warriors lose. It's just like, I want to see somebody good enough to challenge that. And that's like where like LeBron came in. Like, and it's like LeBron's been on three, you know what? Two different teams now, three different teams. now, I guess if you count the Lakers, Four different uh, teams if you count logos and shit. Well, no, we're not. We're two different. He went back to the Cavaliers, but like, you know, like seeing him get a championship with the heat, like two back to back when he went to the heat, he got a lot of shit for that. Dude, but they were fucking good. I was not a fan. Dude, they're fucking awesome, man. Are you kidding tab. me? They See, had their own tab on ESPN.com that you could click on that was all pure, just like a, like 10 writers assigned to the Heat. It was just only their games were like a tab on ESPN.com. It was crazy. They were great. It's called the Heat Index. You weren't a fan, but you were probably, because you probably were just like, fuck it, if it's not the Lakers, like, but that was at a time when like... Yes, exactly. And you know, it, it, it kind of also... Uh, Stemmed from my my Kobe standness, you know, um, we were just, you know, pretty much everyone was, you know, is uh, is Kobe the next MJ, and then it went from that to, you know, is, is LeBron, LeBron better than Kobe, yeah. you know, and 
I just wasn't having it. But and you then know. it's now like who's the greatest of all time, you know? But like, so wait, what was the take again? My take was that we should always be appreciating oh, the yeah, greatness yeah. while we're seeing it because before you know it, it's gone and you don't ever get it again. Like it might manifest itself in different ways at some point down but the road. But I think we should like, also point out that they're like, you know, it doesn't just need to be one player, you know, like we can appreciate right. 10 right. great players, you know, oh, yeah. on different teams simultaneously. That's funny. Cause like, that's, that's what, uh, that's like what's seen as cheesy, you know, like everyone just like, Giving oh, out like participation trophies, but they all great? but yes, they are. Like yes, <laughs> let's they give are. them all participation yeah. ribbons. You know, everyone's just trying their hardest out there. I feel like, yeah, but they all are. They're all amazing. I yeah. feel like, in a sense, that like the NBA kind of is like the most artistic of all the professional sports yeah. because these guys are are. I look at that shit and go, yeah, uh, I I couldn't do that. Like, there's no way I couldn't do that. Like, if I was big enough, if I was strong enough, if I was fast enough, I could play any other sport but basketball is the one where i'm just like no all these guys are so good well weren't we just talking about this the other day like tyler like you played against some like six foot guy that played division one basketball like <laughs> did he ball you up and he was just catching yeah, lobs was, and draining he was, yeah he was a, he was a walk-on and this is a 24-hour fitness he was a walk-on dude that like i didn't he didn't tell me some other person told me and it's like oh yeah that guy was a walk-on at arizona like university au Oh, and so shit. He's like, but he's like six feet tall, like just, you know, just, just a guy, just an average white guy. Yeah, yeah. And he threw down three fucking uh, dunks. One of them was an alley oop from me. He was just draining everything from like five feet behind the arc. You, hit, yeah, him with, just, you hit him with that dime? Yeah. Shit. I've thrown more alley oops than I've caught. I guess. boy. <laughs> I bet that feels good. It does because I'm like, wow, these guys are a lot yeah. more athletic than I am. Does he catch right. it in the right way or do you kind of have to make him work for it? No, that's this guy was amazing. Oh he, yeah, he could throw he it just, anywhere and he could just he could fucking double clutch it. <laughs> damn, that's dope, dude. That's cool. And then he just leaves. You know, he's just there to like break a sweat. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was kind of uh, that was kind of what I wanted to touch on, at least with my opinion. I think that I'm gonna try to do a better job of. Uh, that's the take. Be positive. Yeah, well, be positive be and just like rooting, rooting for people's successes as opposed to like yeah. rooting for failure in spite of something else, which kind of brings me back to, uh, I guess, what we're all here for. Uh, things being gone too soon. And that is obviously encapsulated with Kobe Bryant passing away. Um, I think there were only a, like a couple things that I really like wanted, not only a couple things, but there were a couple things I really wanted to focus on and everything else. I just kind of wanted to let happen organically. I wanted to first say that for me, what are you looking at? Not to be insensitive, but I'm going to get more beer. Keep talking. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can handle this. I'd like one. Uh, me Maybe too. Uh, so we'll kill a little bit of time here, man. Uh, we can kind of talk, uh, like Kobe memories, dude, like, and, and things, things that you just like associate with the memory of Kobe. Like, I guess like for starters, like what is like the most like profound memory you have of Kobe Bryant? Hmm. Profound memory. What just like when you think of Kobe, like, what do you think of? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, just a, just a shooter, just a killer. Like, it doesn't matter if, you know, he's 0 for 10, 0 for 20. Like, he still thinks he is the greatest player, you know, to grace that court that night. And no one is going to get that ball except for him. Just you saying that brought a huge smile to my face. (laughs) I, I, you know, that old stupid quote that's like, uh, you know, attributed to Wayne Gretzky, where it's like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yes. And I think that like Kobe embodied that like more than anybody else in the world. But I think what Kobe was trying to teach us was that it's like, 
make or miss, just keep fucking shooting. Like, yes. <laughs> like that's like that's like the real lesson that he was trying to instill in everybody. Not even trying to instill, just just doing. Like right, just did, keep fucking shooting. Did you guys hear the the, the Monday uh, part of my take where they play at the end of it? Uh... His interview, interview, interview with him, where he's talking about Smush Parker, and he was like, he was, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, did you ever see a triple threat, a triple team that you didn't want to shoot out of? And he was just like, it's like depends on who well, I got it on the team. On who's, who's, who's behind who's me? Trailing me. If Smush Parker's trailing me. I'm shooting that motherfucker. I'm shooting that motherfucker. If it's Derek Fisher, of I'm course I'm gonna jump out. I'm kicking that shit out. Yeah, and that's kind of what fun. it was. Like, yeah, when he had when he had uh, Shaq Fish and behind him, like Shaq, D Fish, Rick Fox, when he had open good guys behind him yeah. that he respected, yeah, he kicked the ball out. When he has Chris Mim and Sasha Vujacic, he's like, I'm just gonna chuck this. And he kicked the ball out to Sasha a good amount. Sasha knocked down some big threes. Yeah. Like, well, also if there's three guys on him, then that means the other four guys, you they're know, they're fucking wide open, or like, or they should be rebounding, you know, yeah. or you know, <laughs> crashing on the boards. Like, come on, like if if he misses, there's no way that there shouldn't be an offensive rebound if there's three guys, you know, guarding your shot. Trevor Ariza, bro, fucking Kuzma looks ridiculous, dude. Like, what kind of cocaine is that guy snorting? Like. Where he's eight, been uh, oh, kind of just is. everywhere, dude. Is he back on the Lakers? No, he's on the Heat. No, uh, Trailblazers. Uh, Jumping in the air and taking this shit from Avery Bradley. I was a big Trevor Ariza guy, too, when he was on the squad. I remember because he was like a practice dude for a while that just made crazy dunks. and He, he came off the bench and yeah, just yeah, gave yeah. up good minutes. Like, And then he just became a 3 and D guy and everyone loved him. I think like when the Lakers were winning their ships, man, that was like the, the, the last two championships. That was like really their... like. Their biggest asset is like well, they I mean, had guys coming off the bench that just put up quality especially time. Especially me and you, we were a year out of high school. It wasn't like the year out of high school; it was a year after that. And we both went to colleges that uh, we ended up not attending after that first year. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of nights uh, either on break or getting ready to go to a late night shift at work, or you know, waking up super early morning and. When you're up that early, like listening to music's weird. I started listening to sports radio a lot more in, when I was like 19, 20, 21. And that was 2009, 2010, or even 2008, which was Lakers three straight yeah. finals. So a lot of mine getting into sports radio was listening to LA sports radio when all there was to talk about was Kobe, Lamar, I think Pau Gasol. For me, what. The timing of that was great too, but it was also due to the fact that like I had a whole lot of free time that I didn't have in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could hang out with all you guys who were also big Laker fans. Yes. So we would get together and watch Laker games or talk about the Lakers. So it was like that was kind of one of the things that like really like was like cyclical in the sense that like no matter what I was doing. I was kind of always just like thinking about the Lakers or like, like, you know, checking out what they were doing or what they were up to or what kind of numbers they put up the night before. Like it was just kind of like a self-serving, uh, uh, thing. But now that you're back, uh, I wanted to say as, at least in, uh, regards to this whole Kobe thing, what I, what I wanted to do was, uh, was think about this in like a positive way, right? Like everybody can sit there and just be like sad, like, oh, Kobe's gone. Like what a bummer. Da, 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 da. And I really, really didn't want to do that. Like I didn't want to sit around and, and talk about like, you know, like how profound it is that he's not here with us anymore. Or talk about like, you know, 
what the legacy or the impact or anything like like means to us because that's like i feel like the the low-hanging fruit there like everybody's going to be talking about that i i feel like what i wanted to say after all this the the thought that kept coming to my mind was like i don't want to be sad like about this like i don't want to lose any time mourning or being sad or being upset than i need to right yeah i kind of wanted to like put the spirit of Kobe like on my back and be like, you know what? Like it sucks, but like there's a life out there to be lived. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like we lost somebody that was very, you know, important to a lot of us and we can sit here and, and, and mope and be sad about it and wonder why this keeps happening and da 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 da. But like, we could also though kind of grow from this and kind of look at this reflectively and say like, you know what? Like, like I said earlier, like this, one of the things I realized was like, I need to appreciate good things like when I have them like when I'm witnessing things like this I need to uh really do a better job of like telling myself like hey this is awesome like don't be upset about things happening around this like and that kind of applies to the bigger picture of life like when something's good you really should take a moment to recognize it yeah, you really worry sh- about what's gonna go wrong don't worry about when it's gonna end don't worry about like yeah because you never know when talking shit on it for no reason you know yeah and that's the thing too like it's just like talking shit and being a hater and being like like a hater for no fucking reason like who that's, wants to do that that's like decade. you know yeah. it, that so kind of uh keeping on this on on not being a hater i think i realized you know just because i've been focusing on you know positivity 2020 you know and and just kind of appreciating everything it is so easy to you know, be a hater, you know, and for, and for no reason, you know, like just because like you can be an asshole doesn't mean you you should exactly, you should waste time being an asshole. Uh, and I think like we, it's like you said, like, that's a really good way to put it. It's like, it's so easy to get caught up in that because that comes kind of way easier than it does. Like finding good things to say about somebody or finding the positive things in a situation that might be really bad, but probably not going to get you any retweets. You got to f- get a lot of engagement on it. But fuck that. You got to <laughs> grow, man. Like you got to fucking find ways to to better yourself and and be a part of this world like as it's happening and don't just sit back and watch it from from you know what I mean? Like yeah. go out there, get involved, like like go appreciate people, like go do stuff, like go make an impact. Like it, it's like it almost sounds like cliché when you like say it out loud, but it's like life is so fucking short. Like there's not enough time to sit and spend that life that you have being negative or being fucking, yeah. you know, like, no, and I actually appreciate these last five days. Um, <clears throat> just kind of seeing the, the, the energy that Kobe brought, you know, to the game of basketball. He actually brought that to, you know, all aspects of his life, yeah. you know, parenting, coaching, business, business a- anything he put his mind to, like that guy was just bringing it. And, um, you know, he, seemed a lot more positive, you know, after, you know, life after basketball than, you know, and happier, you know, after basketball than um, actually during his career. What's, is that J. Cole? No, it's, uh, I thought it was Swaley for half a second. You guys sound like idiots. Vince Why don't you just Staples? wait till you, like, figure out who it is? Wiz Khalifa? Lil John? <laughs> no. It looks uh, like a Jabberwocky. Is he whiteface? 
Um, what I was, uh, what I was really thinking no, about Charlie is a Peter's lot of the, a lot of the things that like, and we've obviously seen a lot of media and interviews, like old interviews with Kobe. And, and I feel like the thing that I've seen him talk the most about, and I'm noticing this for the first time was his attention to detail. And he always talked about like how important that was like in his work and his craft or if it was business or if it was this he said like the attention to detail is like the most important thing if I can focus on like what I need to get done focus on the little things and the big things will kind of you know the big things will come too and I think that's kind of like that carries over into life like like your attention to detail in the things that you're doing or the things that you're focused on like is very important like if you're kind of stuck thinking about things in a negative way or finding ways to, to, to prove something wrong or, or if like you're, if you're two for 16, that's all you're going to get, dude. That's all you're going to get out of your life. And why would you want that? Like, why would you want to spend life like in that hole? Like it's just, it's just like, it's toxic, you know? Yeah. But, uh, that's, that's like kind of how I wanted to like, like project my like feelings about like what's going on. Like I want it, I want it to be like a opportunity for us to, to sit back for a second and, and say, you know what? Like it's really unfortunate, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of growth that we can gather from this. And I don't want to speak for Kobe when I say that, like, that's what he would have done. Like, but you, it almost goes without saying. Like, yeah. he wouldn't have wasted time on anything. Like, he would have just gotten back to work. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's kind of like what we should do in this case. Like, we should just carry his memory and his legacy close to us and remember that as it was. Now, that kind of is a tale of two coins, if you, or a two, two sides of a coin, if you ask certain people. But uh, we can maybe get into that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> Any thoughts, though, at least on terms of, like, what you take from this, like, going forward? Or me? Well, anybody. Anybody? Go for it. Um, yeah. No, um, I mean, I know it's been, like, kind of, like, cliche, you know, the last, like, few years. But, you know, legitimately trusting the process. And, um, like, not only did Kobe trust the process, but he enjoyed it. Um, you know, just kind of, like listening to stories the past five days um you know him talking about his practices being harder than the games yeah um, i like watching all those like videos i see on twitter now yeah about. It, like if you're not you know working you know harder behind the scenes than you are in front of people then you know maybe you're not doing as much as you should be or, or you think you're actually doing that was a lesson um, i i would have never understood I mean, I, I still kind of, you know, struggle with it. But if you tried to explain that to me as like a 16 year old, I just would have been like, nah, we're good. We're good. Like, oh, you couldn't tell me to fucking work harder, like take practice seriously. Yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm actually a game player. You yeah, know, like exactly. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin my legs during, you know, <laughs> practice. You know, I only got so much juice in them. I'm here for the game. Just yeah. tell me what time to be here. Tyler. Um, so I went back to school this week and in the very first, uh, class for chemistry, you know, we've got this dude who's clearly been a nerd his entire life. Like, you know, all he cares about is chemistry. Like this is not like a, a multifaceted. Chemistry. He's like the Kobe of chemistry. He's just, he's, he, he doesn't care. So it, he saw like 
a probably like three or four Kobe jerseys and when he was like taking attendance and he was like so would you guys like coordinate this or something <gasps> oh like is this really for like the death of an athlete wow like did he ever like do anything other than like just like I mean yeah I know he was a really good basketball player did he ever like do anything in the community did he ever inspire anybody and literally the entire class was like yeah oh Okay, all right. I guess I'm the asshole. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, dude. So I kind of get that because, but it, is, but it is kind of cool that like an entire classroom was all just like, no, you fucking unified idiot. Like, and like the guy that's in charge of our grades. No, wow. fuck you. Like you're being kind of an asshole right now. It me? actually took me three or four days to like run into somebody like that, but I kind of want to um, veer off into something else. So when Michael Jackson died, like, I, like I didn't like really get it, you know. But like there were people and like Dude, like several that I know up. they were bawling and like even like thinking back to like Princess Diana like that was a huge deal you know yeah. and, and like both of those events meant nothing to me so like like this happening and but like kind of like being a part of it and like it happening so close to home and yeah. you know like especially like with our hometown Lakers and yeah. just kind of seeing like the community come together and then even I like I consider NBA Twitter you know community. And I think, like, that's, like, the largest community that I'm part of on Twitter. Even seeing people that legitimately hate Kobe, you know, or, like, despise him, like, were sad. Like, legitimately, like, taken back and, like, you know, crying or, so, you know. That's crazy because I, uh, I obviously know a bunch of Laker fans and I knew they, all, they were all sad. But the thing I remember most from that day was how many people who were like me, who grew up, like, being like, ah, like, Kobe's overrated. You guys are crazy. For us to be, like as sad as we were like there were so many people that realized i didn't know i was going to feel this. like obviously you can't predict that this is ever going to happen but i didn't know like i felt these things okay yeah no like that was me entirely like even as a laker fan even as a kobe fan you know like this guy like wasn't a part of my life like yeah you know like like i mean he was but you know like he didn't do anything like he wasn't a family member he wasn't an immediate part of my family so when uh like when this affected me like i mean like i I didn't move on Sunday. Like I was refreshing I was Twitter. Upset, dude. I was upset. Like I didn't want to go out. Um, you know, I was in tears and then I was like, okay, I'm fine. You know, like I'm fine. And then, you know, something would pop up on, you know, TV on or, or yeah. on the news or on Twitter. Or I'd get a text and all of a sudden I'd start tearing up again. And I, 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 I like, I was like, I wasn't necessarily mad, but I was like, wow. You know, like I was legitimately like surprised that, you know, Someone that I had no personal relationship with, you know, um, could have this kind of effect on me. Well, and I like going back to like people like being surprised that they actually like, you know, felt moved by his yeah. death. Like I think of, uh, I think of Joe and the block me back, you know, from, from the block me back yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like I, I, I was like, if that guy <laughs> can, can feel this way about it, I can't imagine how anybody who was lukewarm on the idea feels. We, we, we listen to this podcast. Uh, it's a couple of dudes out in Tampa, Florida, and they started talking basketball. Like that was like where their like podcasts grew from. And they, I would, they start kind of like right before like the playoffs yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. So they basically carried themselves through the entire playoffs, post an episode once a week, just talking basketball. Uh, could I butt in? Cause uh, I think I know who you're talking about, but um, I, I just want to know how you got linked up with these guys. I just started chiming in on conversations Tyler was having with them. It was literally just me and Joe. Uh, Do you know him personally? No, or it, was, it was, it was back in the, uh, in the, the comment section of, 
Dragonfly Jones's uh, tweets during the Beyonce's uncle. Yeah, yeah, during uh, the 2016 finals, during the like the one that the Cavs won. Yeah, when like you know he was getting a, he was getting 50 tweets off every quarter, like because of Le- what LeBron was doing. Yeah, and yeah, for some reason, him and I both followed each other after after a certain point. I used point. to watch you interact with him and didn't really like chime in for a while, and then it just started getting like a little closer to home, and so I just started getting involved, and then lo and behold, like. They started their own podcast. They started a podcast. Joe, Joe, the one guy who Tyler interacts with and his buddy uh, Bronze, uh, they started a podcast. And they're damn good, man. Yeah, and, we, and we've posted three episodes since they've started. They, they're they're, they're, on, they're like, like 37 like now, yeah. Um, but he is like the biggest Kobe, was the biggest like Kobe hater, slanderer. Well, he, but he also does just kind of take like, like he is partly like that, but he is also partly just the mouthpiece of like hater Twitter, you know, like, so he'll he take, is like, definitely he'll, like, he'll, uh, he'll take the, the common things that there is to joke about. And one of the biggest things going on NBA Twitter in the, over the last decade is Kobe like, slander. Is the Kobe slander. Kobe's overrated. Kind of, Cause it's no fun to make fun of Reggie Miller. It's no fun to make fun of Paul Pierce. People aren't, like, but he does both of those things. I know, but they don't have stands <laughs> like Kobe stands are. Like, ah, they're true. not legion. True. Like, Kobe stands are legion. They are their, uh, yeah. the, 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 the nation of Kobe stand. Like <laughs> he took his, uh, he, he, he took Kobe slander to like new heights. Cause every episode would dedicate like a fuck you to Kobe and just he was the biggest Kobe hater I knew to that point. But I don't interact with a lot of like weirdos on Twitter. I'm not like Tyler over here. Tyler will just get deep in somebody's like comments and then just start interacting with all the people that are out there. And I'm just like, you're a braver man than I, man. Oh man. I, uh, most of them. Yeah. I actually went after Duke the other day and I got a whole bunch of like army vets in like my comment section. Yeah. I was not ready to interact with any of them. I was like, nope. Like, I. The Coach K stand? No. Yeah, exactly. Blocking people left and right. Oh, man. I was like, okay, this was an accident. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, that guy, Joe, was, was. a huge fucking Kobe slander. And, uh, the guy knows his shit like about basketball. He's like what six six, yeah, probably. And he talks about how he can ball, and uh, so he's obviously like a big basketball guy. They yeah, started their podcast based on basketball, NBA, so he's a big like stat guy. Like he definitely like knows what he's talking about. But when this news broke, man, he would like he still is like upside down, man. Like that's just like kind of just kind of speaking to like how just big. Kobe, like how big of a role Kobe played Again, in anybody who was Paul a basketball Pierce, we fan. We would say he sucks and move on. Like we wouldn't yep. care about this. But it's Kobe. Like, it's Kobe, dude. And like, that's always the thing about the Kobe slander. The fact that we say that he's not the greatest of all time is what people get mad about. When yeah. We're also all acknowledging he's a top 15, top 20 player of all time. Like that's what we're saying. We're not that's saying a great he's list number to one. Be on. but yeah, it's a great list to be on. <laughs> of all the people that have ever touched the basketball, yeah. he's in the top 15. We'll I was also player. very, uh, very moved by his like profound sadness, you know. But that's the thing. But like it, it takes a real man How to recognize, like. You know, Kobe had a profound impact on him despite all the shit that he's talked. But that's kind of been like his like take too. Is like I'm not gonna talk any more shit on people that are great when I'm watching them. Like no more. Like yeah, exactly. Like before you know, it's gonna be fucking gone. You and that's the thing. You just don't want to find yourself on that side of the fence. But that's a super weird thing about this too. Someone mentioned uh, this. Like besides Wilt, if you look at all the, the. the numbers on any like basketball reference thing of the top 50 players they're all still alive 
Like yeah. Bill Russell's like in his eighties alive. Jerry West is running a team in his eighties alive. Yeah. Like no one's dead except for Wilt. Like not a single person on anyone's list. Michael Jordan's still in his fifties. Like these guys are supposed to live like for a really long time. It is kind of crazy. I didn't you know, I didn't that. know that. Like Yeah. Like, like this isn't baseball. This isn't Babe Ruth who's been dead for fifty years. Like that's true, man. That's actually really profound. This isn't the NFL yeah. where guys are dying super early. Like these guys, even as tall as they are, like they're living long, full lives that they're not having died yet. It's crazy. He is like probably like the youngest, that's, like and someone, great, and someone, to ever pass. Someone, right? Someone called him. He's literally the 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 big brother and the little brother to the NBA because he's the little brother and that he knows all the legend and all the legends know him. But all the current players in the league looked right now, up and look idolized him. That's fucking sad, man. Yeah, man. That's really sad. Um, but I think a bigger uh, a bigger point about this is that like whether or not you loved the guy or you hated the guy, like Kobe kind of connected us all through basketball. And I think each and every one of us has kind of a different relationship with the game of basketball than the next. Obviously, you guys both played it growing up. You played it all the way through high school. I played it when I was young, but he pointed to Marlon. By the way, I did not play. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I pursued it slightly post uh, high school. It's competitive um, out there, man. As in, you know, I went to community college workouts and realized real quick how <laughs> slow and short I was. And short being a 6'2 white guy. And I just realized how short and slow I was. And, you know, like, even if I could have made a team, it would have just been me sitting on a bench, you know, just spending way too much time for a towel and shit. Yeah, yeah, for for very little pay. I, I would have been the holdback guy on the bench of some like JC or You'd like been doing the burn. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that that's like it goes deeper than probably like you know. Well, definitely goes deeper than kind of just the way that he impacted like us three. Like uh, from somebody who probably grew up eating breathing sleeping basketball to somebody who just kind of tunes in when the playoffs happen like so that was me uh when i was like you know growing up like i didn't care about uh, well like during like the bulls thing with michael jordan i did tune in for the finals and that was it that's what i knew about the about basketball i knew who michael jordan was i knew space jam I knew Charles Barkley because he was in Space Jam. <laughs> I knew who Michael Jordan played in the finals, so that's how I know about the Jazz. But other than that, like I didn't really care. And then the first team to win a championship after the Bulls was the Spurs. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about this league. Like, who cares? And then Shaq got traded to the Lakers. Fuck yeah. The team that I could watch 82 games of a year was really good. And I never felt anything towards the Lakers, but there I was watching. Because Chick Hearn was amazing and Stu Lance was hilarious. Yeah. So, like, there was that whole thing. So, even though I never felt anything, I expected them to be there. Therefore, I was entertained by them. And it's not like as I was watching them, I was like, I hope they win. I just expected that they would. So, yeah. when And they, what they made three straight finals, and then it was the Spurs again. And then they made the next one. They went to so, the third one in the Well, they, in like well, they went to three in a row, right? and then it was yeah. the Spurs in uh, 03. Yeah. And then in 04 is when I found the team that I love, if 
the most because my favorite player at that time was Ben Wallace. And oh, uh, Tayshawn Prince looked just like me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the Pistons were my team, and I made a lot of money in high school Ugh. betting against the Lakers with my friends because they were like, like 20 bucks on this game, 20 bucks on that game. The Pistons ended up uh, coming back from a 2 0 hole, winning four straight, and I was just like, all right, this is my team. And I did Yuck. relish in the in the in the in the post shack like Lakers just kind of like six seed, seventh seed, going to seven games with the Clippers. Do you remember that year in the playoffs? Yeah. And I was just like, all right, that's cool. And then I mean, this is just a side note. When LeBron scored fucking twenty five straight on the Pistons, that's when I was like, well, he just stole my fandom. Like I don't the Pistons, they're over, they're done. Yeah. I'm I'm messaging my wagon to this guy. So LeBron came into the league in what, like two thousand four? Two thousand three. It was two thousand three. He made the uh, finals in two thousand seven with a, nobody on his fucking team. And he went to the Heat in two thousand ten. Yes. I remember going over your house in like 2008 and watching him on the Cavs like single-handedly drag that team to the finals. Yeah. Well, no, that, yeah, that was 2007. That's when, what I mean. When, when he when he scored 24 straight, uh, I think in game six or game seven, I guess. The and I remember like I hadn't really watched him play up to that point and I remember watching that season just going, And then again, like, fuck. I, like, like I said, right after high school when like I'm, I have all this free time, like you said, and I was watching, I was listening to sports. I came over to your house and we'd watch fucking Sports Nation. We'd and watch the Lakers lose to the Celtics and then we yep. watch them beat the Magic and we watch them beat the Celtics. We watched them beat the Celtics in Game 7 and the, possibly the worst, best, uh, the best worst, I guess, uh, basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Dude, that score was so low. Like 79 to 76 at Marlins uh, apartment. That was the most <laughs> stressful game of my life. Like, it was like in the 30s at halftime. Oh my goodness. So not only like are they playing the Celtics. Who, who, who would love to win by 80. Or would love to win scoring 87 points. Yeah. But Kobe's just having the worst game of his life. Like, 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 like this couldn't have gone any worse. For like Kobe. Is he 6 for 24 or something? Yeah. yeah. He was uh, awful. It was so bad. It was one of those games where, I mean, I if, if you've ever watched like an intense sports match with me, I, I'm kind of standing up half the time anyways. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely doing that. I was pacing. I was going to the kitchen. Like I, I was like, I was half watching. Like I knew, I knew everyone was at your place, and my dad wanted to. We had plans to hang out. Yeah. So, like I was like, okay, I gotta go to like a. Di- I, I think we we're at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> we were watching the TV, and at halftime, I was like, all right, this has been fun, but. Can you drop me off at Marlon's house? Like, I need to go there, and that's where all the f- friends are, and I need to watch the second half of those dudes. Dude, <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah. that day <laughs> was... Stress those that game was just, uh, <laughs> just a roller coaster ride, man. I mean, I mean, Ron Artest making the making the clinching three is all you need to know. About no, yes! yes, I remember this. The roller coaster of emotion when Ron Artest got kicked the ball and was just out there on the perimeter fucking right shot, there fucking shot putting a, a ball I'm pretty sure feet. I'm pretty sure it was a semi fresh <laughs> shot clock which is like what inspired like the no yeah and he just heaved it with 100% confidence <laughs> there's like 50 seconds left yeah I think the Lakers are down by one or two and Ron Artest he tied the, the game up he tied the like, game up with that shot <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. And uh, yeah, him just chucking the ball, like just look like he just just shooting from the chest, and just that thing going through. And I just remember just... the 2010 final. Like after that game, like 
there was more relief than there than was anything. joy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like I wasn't even happy the Lakers won. I was just like relieved that Thank they God didn't, we lose. didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was like a football game, I'm telling you. And both teams shot horribly from the free throw line too. So everyone was getting fouled every minute, and they were clanking everything. <laughs> like, yeah, that was an ugly game. But that was I've never crazy. seen a player fall down more than Anthony Davis. Like it's unreal. Yeah, just he's on the ground every single possession. It seems like, uh, but uh, I I think that let's see what else I got here. Yeah, that was kind of what I want to touch on. Like I think all of our I think everybody out there has a like a different kind of uh, relationship with the idea of Kobe Bryant. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people are, are very inspired by like his work ethic and his mentality and have done a good job not saying Mamba mentality. So let's give ourselves a pat on the back There's there. Another, yeah, uh, like, that could go in right into one more thing I want to talk about. I think we've mentioned him a few times. Like The most famous person from our high school is uh, he, he recently won drummer of the year and yeah not like alt rock drummer of the year not like, like drummer drummer of the year, of like the year. Like of travis the year. barker was in this content uh, yeah in this voting and uh eric and proda he had an I, uh, instagram post that said i don't do an interview without mentioning kobe Bryant." which so, is like crazy to me because like when in high school it's i didn't think the guy knew what sports were but that's the thing yeah even even if you're not like a sports person i feel like kobe was someone that like anyone who worked hard like wanted to emulate and loved to follow and knew about which was weird but yeah like like because that was that was was happening on twitter on the day he died it wasn't just nba twitter it was the musicians you follow and the dude it was everybody dude the actors you follow and the model like every single person on the timeline was talking about it my wife was emotional and i don't think she's watched more than five minutes of non-playoff basketball like and she was upset. Like it was just a strange day overall. I mean, it was a cloudy, foggy, overcast day in oh, LA. Dude, yeah, you bringing that up? Um, makes it, yeah, go, like go it was just like, like, like the setting was perfect. You know, just for like a sad, like somber day. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't your typical LA day in every sense. Yeah. Of you know what is Los Angeles? You know, and then for for that to happen, and man, like I. I hardly moved. Um, I honestly just spent all day on on Twitter, you know, at home. Like, I didn't want to go out and, like, encounter anybody. I didn't either, dude. I was busted up. It was just fucking sad. Uh, You know what's funny, though? You bringing up the fog, that was actually something I didn't write down but wanted to mention. So I worked down in Newport Beach, uh, Newport Coast, actually, and Kobe lived down there. So it was, like, not uncommon to see one of his cars in that pavilions that's off a Newport coast drive or just driving up the road. Like my wife has seen him a handful of times. I've seen him a handful of times. And like, you don't think anything of it because he lives there and he's just like goes to the Starbucks in that shopping center or did, uh, and just stands there. Like he's not Kobe Bryant. And so it was like, I drive through the fucking neighborhood that he lived in and they've got monuments and tributes to him there, but but I leave every night at six thirty. I leave the office, and on Friday leaving, uh, last Friday, it was foggy as shit, man. And it's right there off the ocean, so I didn't really think anything of it at the time. I was like, sometimes I guess a marine layer rolls in, and uh, it just gets foggy. And I'm driving, and I'm like, this is a thick fog. Like, so I turn like my 
brights on just to see like how bad it really is. And the light, the fog is so thick. The light from my brights immediately like reflects back into me and I can't see anything. And I'm just like, wow, this is really crazy. And so I get home and I'm just like, whatever, like, uh, not thinking about it and looking out the window every now and then going, wow, it's like really foggy. Like even inland, like from Newport beach to Whittier, it's still like really foggy and just kind of like, had that ominous feeling, you know, like I was like, this is like one of those, like something bad's going to happen. Like feeling something bad's going to happen. I went down to San Diego the next day to watch the golf tournament and it wasn't foggy. Uh, (laughs) but that night it got foggy again and it was like, wow. Like, like it's like, just feels like there's something bad, like hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. Woke up the next morning, started doing some chores, turned on the golf tournament just to kind of see where Tiger was going to finish. And that's when we get the text, like Kobe's dead. Yeah. What? What? And, and I was just like thinking like, like leaving the office on Friday, driving through the fucking neighborhood that he lives in going like, this is bizarre. Like, this is really eerie. Like this is, it's just like, it's like surreal. Like just like a, and I know it's like me just like, like being really like, Defining it after the fact, but well, but, but like, no, it's cause like I had the feelings yeah, yeah, like yeah, in yeah, the yeah. moment, but it's also like very like, like coincidental, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just foggy. It, it could just happen all the time. And, yeah. and if it, nothing and it probably happens, does. If like, it happens, if it doesn't, if nothing happens, then you, you immediately. And that's what I mean. It. Like it's probably does happen more often than I'm choosing to remember, but it's not, but it's only because of yeah, yeah. what happened that weekend that I just, uh, I, it just sticks out and I just remember like having that feeling like but going to bed and just kind of just being like ah whatever like you know what I mean and then waking up on Sunday going you know what it was it was fucking really foggy like last night like it, it was like it was weird like it was like something bad felt like it was gonna happen yeah. and yeah so that just kind of uh, something that like stuck out with me like about the fog and I didn't remember that until you like brought it up but it was weird because I was in Pittsburgh so I like had breakfast like I mm-hmm. was chilling you know, East Coast time. I got to the airport around like twelve thirty, and I'm sitting like by my gate, and I get the text from Bobby. I'm checking Twitter, and yeah, like I, like I said, this Pittsburgh's not a basketball town. They don't have a basketball team, but like no one knew, so it was just this weird thing where I was immediately like homesick. Again, we're not from LA, but I was immediately homesick. Fuck where yeah! I was just like no one else cares about this right now. Like I'm. I don't want to start whispering and telling people. I don't want to spread like, you know, grief or again, I don't want to come across someone that's like, so who cares? Like, fuck you. I don't want to hear that right now. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I was getting drinks on the plane. I was getting drinks when I was at the airport. Like <laughs> the rest of my day was essentially just a, a blur of travel and getting drunk. And yeah, it was rough. It's um, kind of a bummer, man. I mean, here one day and then gone the next and, uh, you, you literally here one day because that night he was in Philadelphia congratulating LeBron courtside as he like passed him. He texts him like 10 hours before everything like happened. Like, and you know what is the fucking fucked up, the most fucked up part, but also like one of the most like beautiful parts of it too. That whole like LeBron Kobe like debate who's better, who's better, like in, in his like literal final moments, his last words on social media were words of like support and positivity yeah. to the, 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 
the, the even, person one of the most one of the most competitive guys in yeah. NBA history and not even like acknowledging the hate or like the the, the back and forth C- it was keep continuing just like, to move the game forward or grow like, the, hey, like my brother you passed me sweet cool. yeah and it's just like wow like it's so sad like it's so sad but yeah I, I remember seeing a quote retweet of that and it was just like we're all so stupid like we are so dumb in this man this man's literal last interaction on social media was words of support encouragement and positivity for the man that threatens his legacy like and uh yeah at that moment you have to realize like wow what have we been fucking doing like what have we been squabbling about um, but that's kind of, uh, that's kind of just about everything that I had at least like jotted down. I, I, we did a really good job of, uh, kind of like stretching out the time based on really like not preparing anything. I wanted to ask if anybody had anything that, you know, they just kind of had cooking and, you know, wanted to just share with everybody or wanted to ask or anything. Uh, Tyler Marlin, you got anything? In regards to Kobe, uh, I'll defer to Tyler first. Is this in, in regards to Kobe? Well, I mean, yeah, but anything in general, I guess. Kirk's trying to wrap up the show. No, 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 I'm not. I just yeah, like, like I've, you know, I've, we're like an hour twenty. I've, I've like kind of hit like you know all the points that we want to touch on. I feel like we've done a good job, kind of, you know, sharing our you know memories and what Kobe means to us. And you know, I, I, I mean, we could get into the more unfortunate things about like TMZ or well. So my people, last people like bringing up like the rape charge, and that's kind of like thing. That, yeah. The last note that I have here was that he was a very polarizing figure. For, for a myriad of reasons. Um, most notably is, you know, the 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 accusation of rape. And I'm going to call it what it is because we weren't there. We were also really young. Like when it happened, it was a different climate that the events took place in. Yeah. Um, and by by acknowledgement of the law, it's it, it, it was an accusation. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, he wasn't convicted of rape. He was, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not, like, like, defending this, like, behavior. But, and But, no, at the same time, like, like all the time, not all the time, but all the time you hear about, you know, oh, what if this rape ab- accusation is, like, fake or made up? And it's more often than not not the case because they are, you know, th- well, there's, like, some, like, 90, 98% are, like, actually true and that's only the reported one sure but, but it is more often it, 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 it that that small number does grow when it's actually famous people yeah um and so there is that but there's also like i mean oj was never convicted so you can't really necessarily hold the you know innocent until proven guilty thing because it was it was settled out of court in a civil case and uh, there was a lot of uh murky shit from both sides that happened throughout that entire time um well and like i mean if you look at like kind of the timeline of the events like it's really hard to like and he bought his wife a 4.5 million dollar ring afterwards so this i mean you literally can't say that nothing happened between them. that's exactly whether it was point. sinister like, or not you know what i mean and even like regardless of what happened after the fact like the, the, the like the events leading up to you know, whoever it was refusing to testify and like all this other shit, like it's really, really, really hard to look at that and not think that, uh, but but, but, and then there was, there were posts that I, I, it was like the one regarding it that I did retweet. And it was just like, this is what we want from people that get caught up in the shit. You know, we don't want them denying. We don't want them, uh, having fake apologies. 
We want them to acknowledge that you know, wrongdoings yeah. happen and become better for it. Well, and, and that's like when what? he like changes number, and we yeah. get the the Mamba Kobe, and not like the possibly uh, asshole dickhead number eight, like Afro Kobe. You know, we get Dad Kobe. Like it's true. <laughs> like the, it's true. It's true. And and global and I, enterprise you know, Kobe. Like <laughs> it doesn't like take away from what did or didn't happen, but it also kind of like it paints a really, really weird like picture that like he was a fucking kid. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he was young. Like I think he was like 25. Hu- like it's a really human picture. Like that's what humans do. Yeah, and when they're but, in their twenties, they, they like, like they do shit that is not, you know, and I mean, the guy had been famous since he was, and it's what you do. After you know, that. 17 years old. And you show me a 17 year old with all the fame, access and fortune in the world. And, Literally find only, me one who's not like fucked up literally like. only lebron that's the thing that's the only one i can think of that was like a, a child star that has grown up and doesn't really have like anything any bad. like controversy no, like it's crazy like, dude know, this man has con- kept his image crisp squeaky clean and like wh- but the thing with like the 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 rape accusation is it's like there's a lot of questions that a lot of people like still have. And I think in this climate, I don't think it goes down that easy. Like no, in today's not. climate, I think that that thing he gets wasn't, like, suspended at all. He dragged kept, the he fuck kept, he out. He would play games. He would fly. He would to, go fly to he would, Colorado. He would fly to Eagle, Colorado, <laughs> do court hearings, and then fly in the night of a game and drop fucking 45. I remember during that time, during. His, that would not happen today. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And during, dur- during that time where he actually had to be physically in court, I remember there was like a 10 or 11 game stretch where he was like a 39 point scorer. He was like leading the league in <laughs> like scoring. 39, that year, 7, like, 7 over that like yeah. 12 game period okay can I okay th- this is actually something that I thought of and I want to bring up so uh, Dave Chappelle man God bless that guy <laughs> I mean like like th- like this guy was so topical like during his time and like I don't really think I really understood it but I mean he even like said in one of his stand ups like you know Kobe's beating that case on the court you know yeah. like and he really was like yeah. he was legitimately like playing you know for, for his innocence his out. Yeah. Innocence, dude. Like, um, like, a, like a trial by combat yeah. if you win the gods yeah. are on your favor no exactly like and then not only that to come out with that love contract skit to where he's like making a uh, having Rashida Jones sign a love contract and then shooting the condom in the trash can you know saying Kobe, Kobe dude um you know also um I mean a little off topic but it, it wasn't until I watched the uh like R. Kelly documentary because uh Dave Chappelle also came out with uh like the whole piss on you thing yeah. you know yeah, like dude. when I'm watching that in the moment like I, I wasn't an R. Kelly fan I'm you going, know what I mean like that's so funny yeah exactly like, I was like oh like that was probably like you know like you know four or five years ago no I'm pretty sure that that was going on like right then you well, know and then like he has like the whole bit in one of his stand-ups where he's like I saw R. Kelly the other day and he was mad there's no punchline to that joke he's mad at me <laughs> I can make a video about pissing on people yeah how are you you're gonna make a video about this <laughs> but uh yeah i think like there's there's you know obviously kobe like you know he wasn't without his faults like he definitely had uh uh his issues that he ran into he was young though like i'm not excusing any of his behavior and don't mistake that for me saying like oh it's okay for young people to act like assholes because it's not but like he was young. He was young. He was famous. He was one of the most talented players in the league at the time and had the world at his fingertips. And like, 
I think in more more often than not, you're bound to find yourself in some sticky situations before you learn how to navigate the real world and uh, you put anybody in that situation and they're going to kind of, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to be accused of rape, but like, you know, you're going to do your fair share of dumb shit. Like we see it all the fucking time. Like doesn't make it okay, but it's like, you know, like uh, the thing that we can look at positively and say as a result of that is like Kobe did clean his shit up. Like he yeah, did clean yeah. his image, clean his image up. Kobe went out a family man like like the model like supportive father a champion of you know his daughter's fucking basketball teams really uplifting fucking hey, his and, girls and, 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 and not only his daughters but you know like you know the, the WNBA the, like the WNBA the yeah. teammates of his daughter's uh, basketball team I mean he built the like the Mamba facility yeah. you know so I mean he's you know putting together these tournaments and doing you know positive positive things not just for his daughters but you know for you know other female athletes and you know just like other kids out there in general um you know just like being like that dad that has the resources and you know is you know touching you know um everyone that he can in you know like a positive way i think that that's like very important and i think it's also going to seem like it's really easy to just look at that and go oh well kobe just cleaned his act up like it doesn't change like what he did and you know that's right like he didn't or it doesn't change the fact that what happened happened. But when you really look at the facts, like he was, you know, oh, dang, that was from fucking downtown. Damn, damn uh, fucking you know, he like he was given a second chance, essentially. And, well, you know, and he made he made it. He made a second chance. Like he, yeah. he didn't like he was given a second chance, but he he made the most of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 stayed out of fucking trouble at least as far as I'm con- as far as I know. The public and, guy. And, and and I mean, you can even say like MJ. Yeah, he stayed out of trouble, but he's still seen as like a huge hater. Like he does not like. Well, and the thing he is, too, he, is he doesn't like, compliment it's, it's, people. It's that a play different nowadays. generation. Like, <laughs> it's a, it was a completely different generation. Like uh, the only one that MJ praises is Kobe because yeah. He, yeah. because he sees crazy. like he sees a certain part of himself in Kobe. But you know, it just seems like. There's a lot more to Kobe than, you know. He's and MJ's really not, like, for. without his faults. His vices are just a little different than, yeah, yeah. you know, other people's. And, you know, but I that's... Mean, who doesn't love gambling? Look, I'm saying I kind of... As I get older, I relate more and more and more to MJ. I'm just like, you know what? If I had all the money in the world... There's a picture of him, like, leaving his car, and he's got a, a, a half-drinking bottle of tequila in his hand, and the smile on his face is just like, yeah, I'm about to finish this thing right now. He's an animal, dude. MJ, I... I wish we had MJ in the social media age because he would just light that shit up, dude. He would have lit that shit up. He would have been an animal. Like, he, I mean, he was an animal, but just the stories you hear about him. Like, I hey, man, if- I saw MJ on the casino floor at 5 a.m. and then he was out on the golf course at 6.30. And they and had a he- game at 1.30 that day. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he dropped 40. Yeah. There's like a story, I forget, uh, uh, Jeremy Rennick, an old hockey player. Yeah. They're out like he's he's playing golf with MJ, uh, and uh, they're crushing beers. Like they play nine holes or whatever. They play eighteen actually. They play eighteen in the morning and they're crushing beers like nine Coors Lights or whatever. And they they're you know obviously catching a buzz. And Jeremy Renick starts talking some shit. And Michael Jordan obviously is a big shit talker. And they they make a bet between the two of them that says that Michael won't go out and drop forty and win the game by twenty and win the game by twenty points tonight. So. 
they go out and play another 18 yeah, holes, yeah, drink yeah. another nine beers, and Michael goes out, drops 40, and wins the game by like 22 points. Like, just and, did, and didn't they play another 19 because Michael was down to Jeremy Renick and he wanted to like make his money back? Like he was like, you know, he had beaten him on the first 18, so he's got yeah. Play they played like 36 more. holes that day. Like, <laughs> what a fucking animal, dude. Supposedly the flu game wasn't a flu game. It was a hungover game. Oh, yeah, I believe that. <laughs> no. I like, heard that. Yeah. No, like it wasn't MJ had the flu. It was he MJ was hungover, was hungover as shit. Yeah. <laughs> J- Jimmy Butler could never. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Your favorite baller could never, dude. That's so funny, dude. MJ stories are the best, though, for that. Just because it's like... It's believable. Like, who knows if it's true or not? Well, you know, you, you we it's all a possibility. know somebody who's that level of, like, degenerate who will just be like, yeah, I'll party till 6 in the morning and then go, like, do this thing that I got to do and just show up, like, fucking hungover as fuck. Like, I mean, I had a stretch of that for, like, a year, maybe, you <laughs> it's know? It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, I, I was that guy. Then, like, but, like, for a year, but, like, to, like, sustain that or, like, over, like, you know, even, like, half your career, you and know, as a, pro- winning as a professional. Yeah. Like, like this is me, like, working at a restaurant, going to, like, a junior college, you know and what that's I mean? Like, like, yeah, and being the best at, at your shit, like, showing up that way and still just, just putting it to everybody, but... Yeah, uh, Kobe was big time, uh, you know, love him or hate him. Like, I really, was there anybody who was just like halfway on Kobe? No, not really. I think you were either like all in or just like all opposed. Polarizing names. Yeah, Yeah, but it's kind of a bummer, man, that we lost him so soon and so suddenly. I think that's, uh, like really just upsetting because it's just like the the way that he died in the the helicopter crash that thing that he was like famous for using all the fucking time and then you think about that too it's like i get in the car and i drive two and a half hours every day like the more time you spend in the car the the obviously the greater the chances of you getting in a serious accident are but it's like you don't think about that. Like you don't think about that when you get into a car, you don't think about that when you get on a train, you don't think about it when you get on an airplane. Like maybe you think about it when you get on an airplane, but, uh, airplane's safer than a car. yeah, until they go down, like, uh, but you don't think about that shit though. You know, when you're like driving, like you, you get in your car and you're just like, I got to get here. And like, you're not thinking about like, Oh man, maybe the, at this intersection, somebody runs a red light and bam, like it's all over. Like it's, you know what I mean? And it's just like, it's crazy that like, like the helicopter was like, he was like notorious for flying that thing all the time, not flying it, but like, you know, flying in it. And you never, you, you hear about Kobe taking a helicopter to practice and doing all the shit. And you never think like, Oh, that sucker's going down. Like, yeah. You feel like that's safer than like being in the car. It's like, like oh, like that's like super smart. He's like saving time, saving his legs, you know, like not sitting in traffic for a few hours. Yeah, like, like keeping his mind fresh and stuff and and that thing goes down and you're just like, fuck, like the 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 suddenness of of everything and just like how fast shit can be over is just like it's it's overwhelming, man. Yeah. Like but we gotta uh we gotta pay our respects and I'm still uh thinking about the love contract. Check, Are you check here if you decline anal? She looks at him anal. All right. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm still, still horny. horny. <laughs> uh, and yeah. From the Lakers, the makers of the love contract, the confidentiality agreement. So you're not going to tell anybody about this, right? Or I'll sue your ass. <laughs> That's when he just goes, Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, but we got. Did he invent Kobe? He didn't invent Kobe. No, right? he well, just he I, just like reinforced. It, I had right? to like look it up because I wasn't sure. But yeah, I guess like he like like 
apparently people say like we've been saying that like forever like yeah. on the courts or whatever and honestly i don't know he, he just brought it to like the public eye i've actually been trying to think about that i feel like i've been saying that was where i first heard it forever though that was where i first well, we heard might have it. only said it in like terms of actually shooting a basketball but like yeah he like like you said he brought it to the Throwing mainstream anything and into it, a trash and made can. it a punchline where we weren't thinking yeah. about kobe when we said it we were thinking about dave Chappelle's used yeah. condo. just going kobe <laughs> throwing something into a trash can i do kind of want to go back and ask you know like old ballers like you know like when they were shooting fadeaways in their driveway like were, were they, they yelling jordan yeah were, were they, they yelling, yelling mj uh, jordan like yep. or like what was uh what was common hey so tyler i gotta ask you a question yeah. i think we kind of rang the kobe uh sponge dry here i yeah. think we got all we got so, now that we kind of got this oh out boy. of the way our we're gonna, one staple our, our our biggest podcast staple the thing that if we really put some effort into i think could 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 really take us somewhere i got a question for you is death watch back yes how back we started death watch uh after or at the end of 20 or of uh, 2017 because that was the year of the prince that was the year of david bowie that was the year so many people were dying that we wanted to start calling it in 2018 like where's this gonna go who's gonna die let's 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 call out bets because the easiest thing to do after a death is like mourn them, talk about them, eulogize them, and we're like, no, let's make this fun. Let's make let's let's bring levity to this because guess what? More people are gonna die as we get older. It's not just that more celebrities are dying nowadays. It's because we know who they are. We don't know who ninety year old people. We don't know who people from Tinseltown in the fifties are. People that we know now are gonna start dying more often. Let's get out ahead of it. And then no one died in twenty eighteen. It was, like, it was like the driest. Wait, were you guys year. making predictions or? We yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kirk keeps uh, trying I'm to kill Betty, Betty I'm White. A big Betty White oh, guy. And Betty White will not die. Yeah, she's she just hanging on, die. dude. We, uh, I've been. I think we had, did we have Hugh Hefner in there? No, we had Stanley. Stanley. We, definitely we got Stan one Lee. right. We got we got oh, one right. Congrats, that guy was in his nineties. Well, that was the thing. Well, that's we, the thing with Betty White. So, so here's the way it worked. We picked right? a lot of fa- <laughs> a fa- like, yeah, like so, easy so ones, here's but then the we had to pick a dark horse. We we started this podcast. Oh wow! Uh, no, mine Why was Margot Robbie. Uh, we started this podcast as a way to just kind of just bullshit and just kind of toast all things absurd, and from that came Death Watch. As we were trying to find things to like make regular to talk about, we were noticing that a lot of people were dying, like the year that we started this. So like we were like, fuck it, let's just let's just recap it, and then it, we got the crazy idea to like pick. Who we thought was most likely to die, Morgan, like three, Morgan, like Morgan ringers, was in there. <laughs> and then one that would just wow. absolutely shake the world up, like if it happened. Okay, I feel like I have two ringers, like in my back pocket. Like, <laughs> See, like this is the if, thing. This if, is the thing about if death we watch. did like a snake draft, like I definitely have like my top two picks. Like I don't have a sleeper yet. <laughs> this is what's like, great about death watch. If you describe it to someone on the they're face, in. They're, they're in. Like, they're yeah, in. They're, they're, they're immediately like, oh, I. Get but like, this. I don't want to yeah. put that out there in case it happens. And I'm gonna no, feel like a no, dick. No, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. My my take on it was, death is like inevitable. Like we all are gonna die. Okay. So let's not sit here and just so let's laugh be uptight about let's it. Laugh let's laugh in its face. Yeah, let's 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 t- 
toast to the absurdity of life and celebrate. Shoot, I might have three. Celebrate Death Watch. There we go. See, the minute you pitch Death Watch to somebody, they might think like before they hear about what it all is. Oh, that's a terrible idea. You guys are assholes. But then you like explain it to them. They're like, Wait, I got a few. All right, I got seven people. I think are dying this year. <laughs> but, uh, and I do have like a category. It's, it's like or like a. Um, I'm telling you, everybody I, wants to play was this the guy game. From Titanic that died when we did a snake. John on a plane? Hurt. No, when we did snakes on a plane. We did a, 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 a six degrees of Sam Jack. It was from uh, Bill Paxton. Bill, Bill Paxton, Paxton, yeah. <laughs> like uh, oh, fucking Alan Thick and like all those guys. Adam West. Like that was a busy year for people kicking it. Yeah. But uh, all right, Marlon. We're so, back because but, Dave, yeah, Davis, here's the thing. David Stern and Kobe Bryant already have kicked off 2020. Yeah. We're back. Subsequent episodes that we host when which could be like eight months from now. You never know. Uh, you, you just don't know. We're going to recap. We're going to pick up right where we left off. We're going to recap. We're going to reassess our top three picks and a dark horse pick. Marlon's here though, with a couple of dark horses. He's going to share those with us right now. You want my first round? Like, just okay. Just uh, who you're gonna pick. Gary Busey. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love no, it already. It, like, right. o- only because I've heard him in some interviews. And, and the guy's lost yeah. his mind. No, yeah, no. He is in <laughs> left field. He might just field. walk into some traffic one day. He, <laughs> no, yeah. Like, like he is <laughs> just, like, way too happy. Like, he, it's almost like he's, like, ready to go. You know what I mean? He's, like, like asking He for does it. not make any sense. Like, when you're, <laughs> like, like when I've, like, heard him, like, speak... He's way too happy about life. Like I just like think he's he's ready. <laughs> you know what I mean? That rationale. He's way too happy about yeah. life, so he's gonna go. He's, yeah, no, he's, got, he's at the tail end of his literally life. Literally has nothing to lose. Like he, <laughs> like he was me like four or five years ago. You know, like wow. just like not really thinking about anything except for like the moment that he's in. Not like, making right any fucking sense. Not like, making any sense in any conversation. That's fucking. But hilarious. he's hella positive. And yeah, that's like, not a good sign. <laughs> it, it, no, exactly. Like, 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 which means like, I feel like he's almost like ready. Like it's, he's just pretty much like, take me now. Like, you know, like, I don't know. All right. Who else? Who else? Who's on the list? Um, only because I've heard his name recently and I thought he was already gone. Um, <laughs> Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker. <laughs> I didn't see that. Too. Like, Dusty Baker's right. Wow. Is he the Astros head coach? Or, uh, he's not a head coach. He he's the head he coach. He was the now. Giants head coach for a long time. His I, son actually he was played just ball in the news. Uh, Dusty Baker. We have to pull him up. Yeah. We have to pull him up. Yeah. Well, that was the thing with Death Watch. Dusty Baker, Twitter says, takes over as Astros head coach. I missed that apparently. Yeah. Wow. Good for him. Dusty Baker, huh? Any reason why? Just because he's ancient? Because everyone already thought he was dead. Everyone already <laughs> killed him. So, uh, you know. We got to come back and finish the job. Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's like, hey, like, we didn't finish the job. So yeah. I'm, I'm here to do it. Like, stick a fork in him. We're coming. <laughs> no, no, you're taking the right approach. Yeah. yeah. This is how you got to do it. You got to just, you got to just take Death Watch head on. Literally like, everyone besides Kobe, everyone that's ever died, Kirk and I just immediately send a text. He gone. He gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually pretty upset about Charlie Murphy. I was upset about uh God, I think that's really it. I used to have a death watch thing, but I don't know what happened to it. Anybody else you got cooking in there? I do have one more. And you, it's gotta, you just got to let him fly, it, dude. It, it's because I saw him on TV re- recently, yeah. and, and he almost falls in um, to the same category as um, 
fuck did I just say? Sorry. And I'm, Gary I'm, Busey. Gary Busey. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this delicious IPA right now. I'm there almost uh, 24 ounces deep in here. Yeah. Um, me too. I'm yeah, getting there. Uh, yeah, no. You have, to, you have to shout Kobe when you finish Kobe. it. Yeah. So um, my third round pick, like I said, he falls into like the Gary Busey category. Um, Bill Walton. I saw him. It was... The it was a few weeks ago. He was doing Pac-12 after dark, Pac-12 basketball. He looks like at any moment. No, yes, I mean he at was. Any moment. He was announcing a basketball game, which I don't even think he was even talking about basketball. No, just that's hand- his like shtick. No, he doesn't yeah. talk about basketball. He was handing out life advice, just yeah. like saying like how everything's so beautiful and talking yeah. about his bicycle and telling you to smoke a look, little more weed. Yeah, and- <laughs> you know, talking about the Grateful Dead and putting peanut butter <laughs> on the camera and like licking it off. You know, it's <laughs> like I mean, it's like if I got like contracted, you know, to do like eat a bunch of acid, yeah, and fucking just yeah. host a host a tv show yeah <laughs> it's like hey like here like here's what we want you to do like but, but you know also like, try to read the news while you do it yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you had gary Busey, you had uh bill walton then you had uh dusty baker dusty baker that's a solid three is there a dark horse in there hmm like one that you think like would just like shock the world. And it I, helps if they're like younger than sixty. I, I might need thirty seconds. So so yeah. if you guys want to you know shot yours off, I, I might need thirty seconds to get my dark horse in there. Oh man, that's bad. No, oh, that one would hurt a little bit. I liked Ric Flair when I was young. Woo, the Nature Boy. Uh, let's see. Um, I I don't know if I have a top three. I really have to Morgan think about it. I'm still going Betty White. No. Yeah, stop I'm still going it. Betty White. Betty White. She, no. You're gonna die before she does. No. Dude, gonna, she's ancient, dude. No, you're gonna die, old man. Uh, the day she does. that Betty White dies, I'm gonna be the only one in the world with a smile on my face, like. <laughs> And everyone's going to go, what is wrong with you? And I've just been saying, it's just been a long time coming. It's bittersweet. Uh, I'm, oh, I've, I have my dark horse on. I'm going to feel like shit if this actually happens. No, it, don't feel like shit. This no. is the whole Beyonce point. before. So it would be tragic. Uh, Bill Simmons. Oh, God. And it's going to happen after after the Lakers win the finals. He's going to just it, off like, himself? He, yeah, he, he's either going to off himself or, or he's going to die, like, oh, you just, know, like, just, like just due to a broken heart. sudden heart, heart failure. Yeah, like, heart failure, yeah. <laughs> I, I just killed Bill, Bill Simmons. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Shout him out. Shout out Bill Simmons. We're coming yeah, for you. Fuck you yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm still going Betty White. I'm riding with that one till till uh, till I die. Um, let's see who else. Uh, who did I, I forget who I picked originally? I think I had like Bill White or Betty White in there. I had Bono. Bono was my dark. Was Bono my dark horse? I thought I was more of a Margot Robbie kind of dark horse. Like, <laughs> That's right. like Margot was somebody who's just incredibly healthy and just you know what I mean. Like, Thing, she, I actually remember uh, Google searching some of these old broads you're talking about, like when oh, they were dude. younger. And oh, no. No. Uh, the, don't bring that up. We actually kind of went into a pretty good discussion. Judy that was Garland. one Judy of a Garland good. Julie Garland was a basic bitch. Nah, she has an angelic voice though. Well, yeah, that's different. That could have gotten him. Betty White when she was a, sweet she talking. Was, Betty White was basic in, as hell. Forties. We were talking about those Helen Mirren titties, bruh. <laughs> those fucking those things were just those things were banging, dude. I mean, Eliza she Minnelli still was, got them. Eliza Minnelli was the one I couldn't stand because, like, even when she was in, her she's 20s, a dog. She was a dog. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I don't. How she was she ever famous? Wow. I don't, wait, she wasn't really necessarily a good actress or good looking. I think she was like, or, a, like a just like, like a Broadway person. Yeah, like a oh my the- God, the theater worst. person. 
Yeah, uh, Tyler tried to say that that Helen Mirren didn't have it going on back in the day, and sorely mistaken. Helen Mirren was just an all-time fox. Dude, those those botters are just. Oof. Was she a was she a smoke show? We were, I was trying to look up like old hotties like when this episode happened, and it was like really hard to like, cause like I guess like the perception of like what a hot well, that's true yeah. That's, I guess, the whole point of all this, but let's see. If I had to pick a dark horse today, who would I go with? Hmm. Let's see here. What would just be, like, shocking? Especially, like, on the heels of Kobe, too. Like, I think you're not going to top that, like, <clears throat> for a really long time. Yeah, you're not going to top that for, like, a really long time, but... Someone like that. What if it was I did like, all sports uh, people. I did yeah. the sports guy and then, like, three... Or, like, two sports people and then an actor who... I'm just like, like trying my to think most fondest memory just like was shock the, the world Cubs manager. And just like, oh my god! Of the year. Dusty Baker, his son plays ball, doesn't he? Daryl, Darren, what? Dusty Baker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, because that picture was going around. I thought you meant Gary Busey's kid. Like, no, I love your rationale for why Gary Busey is just checked out. Like, and I'm just like, yeah. I listened to that part of my take interview of him. That was yeah. the last thing. And I was just like, the dude's an animal. Yeah, like, he's, did the same thing he's lost he his fucking mind. Crazy, uh, crazy yeah. He would spell out words. I think yeah, Bob I Barker's got to go. And I think Vince Scully's got to go. Bob Barker not dead? Tommy Lasorda's got to go too. Tommy Barker Lasorda dead? looks like a corpse. Yeah, yeah. That guy's been dead <laughs> for three years. That's he, the joke. He, he's a walking corpse. <laughs> that one, I can't believe that. I, I, I can't believe that. I'm convinced, like, they're just wheeling him around on a dolly. Like, he's, <laughs> he, like, just, he like, strapped in. He looks dead. He looks like a dead man. Bob Barker's yeah. 96. Bob Barker's got to go. But who would be shocking? I think, like, somebody like... That's it. He's been on TV longer than Judge Judy. Judge Judy's worth, like, at least a couple of hundred you know, million. Two people who have had uh, health scares recently that have been on daytime television forever. Alex Trebek. Oh, and, uh, dude, that's Pat, sad. Pat Sajak. Whoa, Pat Sajak, what's wrong with him? He had like a skin cancer thing, didn't he? I think he went into the, I think he had some kind of like stroke or uh, heart attack very recently. Now Vanna White's hosting the show and like people are loving it. Kobe. Oh shit, I'm almost there. We're not finishing the episode till I'm there. We got maybe a week. just finished my second beer. Coming up on two hours. I'm not going to let this go any longer than two hours. We got eight minutes left to kill, so. Dang, two hours, two beers? I'm, I milked that. You really did. I did too, but like, had, you know. If we had the thing like right next to us, we probably would have. That's true. That's true. when we was it when, when the fridge was in uh, the kitchen right next to the table. We we killed some alcohol. Sorry, this is Pat Sajak. He had an emergency intestinal surgery in November, but he's fine. Is he though? Yeah, he said he returned to work in December. So, uh, who's going down? Who's Pat yeah? Sajak. Who's your dark horse, Tyler? Who's going down? Uh, did I not have a dark horse? Did I say no? You said Bono. No, you keep saying I said Bono. I was Margot Robbie. Okay, then maybe I said Bono. Yeah, you probably said Bono. But uh, no, I want to change that. Justin Timberlake. <gasps> Ooh! Wow! Wow! That didn't take you any time at all. No. I'm a little concerned as like how easy that was for you. Well, I was thinking about Super Bowls, and I was thinking about uh, people who have played Super Bowls because these, those are usually the biggest names. Uh, in yeah, get hard. I kept on thinking of athletes, and athletes are the only people that are coming to mind right now. Like, but who who's gonna fucking bite it? Who's gonna bite it? Is uh, Kanye West? No. Yeah. No, he's gonna divorce Kim and then have his own like second career as a producer. 
No, he's found God. As so a reverend. Maybe like, yeah, reverend. Like, <laughs> yeah. Him, him and DMX are going to open up their own church. <laughs> the church of whenever, DMX. Whenever him, and, whenever him and Kim break up, he's going to be like, wait a minute. I'm not crazy anymore. And he's going to go back to just making. You think that's happens. keeping him crazy? Yeah. I think that's limiting his crazy. Well, I think he'll go back to being crazy, but he won't be like. Yo, he put four babies in that woman. I think four kids. I think he's internalizing all of his crazy right now because of his because of Kim. You know, like like when he's like by himself, like when he's single, like he's able to just he's like kind of like let it flow. I need like now, like like I feel like Kim's like kind of like you know keeping that all contained. I need him. That's what crazy. I mean. That's like, what I'm saying. I like think that she's like holding for, him together. Making four beats, five beats a day for three summers. Like I need him to go back. Kind of that was the old Kanye. The new Kanye will lock himself in a room for twelve minutes and make 117 beats. Like. <laughs> Dude, lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. No, nah, he's going to run a castle in, like, Dubai. <laughs> fucking, fucking somewhere in Switzerland. Yeah, exactly. Damn, he's only 42. Bro, he's he's had... Kobe, I did it. There we go. Uh, Congrats, man. I know. I kind of got a lot out of those. I'm a little surprised. Uh, well, they are 8%. They are delicious. Anyway, are the Lakers going to lose this game on the tribute to Kobe night? Yeah, because... Dame Lillard refuses to not stop making LeBron with a 35-footer? Okay. Drano. Oh my. Maybe okay. Dame is my dark horse for not letting the Lakers oh, win tonight. Death Watch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I'm, I wanted to punch you for <laughs> almost putting Dame on the Death Watch. <laughs> I love Dame, dude. Don't get me wrong. Dame's an interesting character on and off the court. Have, okay, so I haven't listened to his rap albums. Is he any good? Yeah, the guy can I, spit. I've heard a few songs, yeah. Okay. He can spit pretty good. He and Marvin Bagley were were trading tracks back and forth for a little while, but that ended faster than I wanted it Ooh, to. Any thoughts? Have you guys listened to the Eminem's new album? I have not. You had a Neither very uh, interesting tweet about that, comparing it to Mac Miller, and I recently got into Mac Miller after he passed away. Same here. Okay, and I'm so upset because I didn't even give <laughs> Mac Miller the time of day when he was alive because I, I just thought Neither he was another, that. like, white like just frat boy idiot. rapper like, yeah exactly yeah. and then of course like he passed away and i heard and the shit was dope and it was, it was banger after banger yeah, after banger like i dope. loved it exactly. and the shit was dope that's exactly how i feel uh in particular the last album that he came out with before he passed away swimming, swimming. just like front to back is just like uh, every one of those songs is amazing and i'm just like i can't I, what was i what was i doing like what was i thinking yeah. like what idea that I have of this fucking artist that I was just like too fucking stubborn to just be like ah yeah whatever like I I couldn't believe it man and I went back I went back there is a point where I'm just like okay like this isn't as interesting as like you know the stuff that he came out with later in his life uh-huh. uh, I think that like for me starts at like uh, like good AM or movies with the sound off kind of like right around there everything uh-huh. before that I'm like you can you you know, have that like, back yeah, I was trying to listen to some old Mac Miller dude it's horny <laughs> oh yeah he's always talking about pussy uh, hey we all evolve look well I mean he kind of didn't though not in that respect I mean he, he still mentioned that shit a lot but dude like the last like three albums that he came out with I'm just like wow I can't believe I never gave these a chance supposedly right there's supposed to be alley. one more yeah, well, no, circles these are, came out not too long ago. Yeah. You posted about that though, and I was like, I really liked the angle that you took, kind of saying that like, while you know, we liked Eminem when those first two albums came out, like because of what they were and like kind of how they shook things up. 
he never really got away from that. Whereas Mac Miller kind of every time an album came out, he improved upon something or reinvented like himself in like a, yeah. Or you'd like, like he, like he wasn't like, way. he wasn't the same person than he, that he was the last album, you know, like whether his style, like, you know, his style may have changed or the, or, the, 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 the lyrical content. Yeah. Or subject you know, but matter, like, like, I mean, like he wasn't, he wasn't the same guy from album to album. Like it seemed like, you know, whatever he was going through, like at the time, you know, he expressed like through his music, and then the next album, you know, it seemed like, you know, he learned from whatever he was going through or whatever he was experiencing and felt and, you know, just kind of like went from there. And like, like you legitimately like felt that through his music. And I guess like that's like something that like I appreciate about like, you know, listening to his most recent album as well. So I kind of have a uh, I kind of have a soft spot for like like existential type like songs that sort of make you like question like what am I fucking doing? Like what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? And like the, the, his last like two albums circles and, uh, swimming mm-hmm. are like, like just loaded with that. And I'm just like, I can't believe I didn't fucking give this shit a chance, man. Like this is everything that I want in the music that I listen to the music that just makes you go, man, what am I fucking doing? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? Like he had that like nailed down in a hip hop form, you know? Uh, and I can't believe that I just, fucking stalled on that forever like i'm legitimately like (laughs) like that was one thing i was upset with after the fact you know it's like like when he died like i was just kind of like okay and and that's when i started listening to him so like you know his death like didn't affect me at all you know i was like you know what's crazy is his his death did affect me in like a weird way even though i knew i had no fucking like connection to mac miller whatever i was like sad when he died i was like maybe it's because he was like 27 years old and just kind of just like really young and kind of just seemed like he was like coming into his you know like his stride and when he did die i was like sad which is what made me go listen to it i was but you know what's weird is because like okay what like he died of an overdose but like it didn't really seem like he had like you know like that much going on like to me like from the outside not listening to his music you know to like you know like really like be you know into like the sort of things that he was into you know like maybe like drug wise alcohol wise or you know whatever was going on like in his life and in his head um you well, know, I think like he he just kind of like like regular people, man. Like like he liked to get fucked up from time to time. No, exactly. I mean? Like you know, I actually you know spoke to my roommate about this. Um, like the transcripts of you know like him talking to his drug dealer, you know, like right before he passed. Like I mean, like he talked like you know just like a regular like guy. You Yo, know, what's like, up, man? Yeah. Hey, like, hey, what's up? You know, like you got any of this? Got any of that? Like okay, like you know. Yeah, like he just kind of like liked to dabble and get a little fucked up, and yeah. it's unfortunate that the, you know, like the opi- opioid crisis we find ourselves in with fentanyl being so readily available yet also so dangerous. Wow. Yeah. Is uh, it, 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 that's just where we're at with that, and you know, like. I don't know if you you watched uh, the Patriot Act on Netflix, the Hasan Minhaj show. He's like a comedian. He was on the okay. Daily Show. I'm, I'm familiar, but I I haven't seen. He it. did a he did a really 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 uh, good episode about like the opioid crisis in America and how fentanyl and pharmaceutical companies and the cartel and they're all kind of like they're pumping this this drug that's really dangerous in high doses because it's cheaper for them 
to produce and, and, and to make and, and to lace with, with, you know, like heroin or all this other, with other pills that they're making. And it was just like a really interesting kind of like take on what exactly the opioid crisis is. I honestly didn't even know what fentanyl was until Mac Miller's death. Neither did I. Well, I'd heard it. Like I had heard it like from time to time. But I heard like from what I've read and from what I've heard, like even like the, like a small amount, you know, can yeah, slow like, your heart I, down it, enough to pretty much and, kill you. And, and when they say a small amount, it's literally like a, like small, 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 small amount. Like they like lace drugs with fentanyl and they use it to like cut it. And, uh, it, like enough of it can like just send your fucking heart into cardiac arrest. Like, and yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's kind of sad, but you should check that episode out. Like if you want a little more like background on it, it's say it again. It's called the, the show's called the Patriot act hosted by Hassan Minaj, but it's the episode episode on the opioid crisis. Okay. Yeah. It's all on Netflix. You can go watch that shit. It's a fucking good show. I mean, he was on the daily show and I don't know if you ever watched like the daily show or Colbert report or anything like that. Like the satirical take on like world news and what's happening. Yeah. He's like from that school. So it's like when you watch the show, you get a fair amount of information, but you also get it with kind of a tongue in cheek sort of delivery. So it's like if you're like me and you don't like it to be like fucking serious and heavy all the time and you start not paying attention to what's going on just because it's like it's boring and. You know what I mean? It's the same shit over and over and over again. It feels like he makes it, he presents it in a way that's interesting, easy enough to follow, but also humorous and like kind of finds like the irony in a lot of things that we do or the humor, or the ridiculousness and shit. And so, yeah, I'd recommend watching that show. If you get a chance, it's actually like a really good way to like, uh, and it's not so much about like current events. It's really about like particular topics that we deal with. He talks about, um, you know, kind of the history of the internet. They talk about like Amazon and like what that's doing to like the world and you know how we're just so we rely on Amazon. If we can't find something, we find it on Amazon. I just did my taxes the other day and they asked if I wanted like money or like an Amazon gift card. You're all, what? An Amazon gift card? Fuck out of here. Like, I can't <laughs> like, use that nah, shit. Like, cash, bro. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I think, uh, we're kind of at the end of the rope here. Tyler, you got anything you're gonna sign us off with? Are no. you going through your notes? No. You want to finish up with a take? Mm. I figure we, we crossed over the two hour mark, so we might as well just kind of and on a good one here. Yeah, what were you thinking there? Wow. How horny were you? I was clearly watching uh, Is that a Google search? I was clearly or? watching Blair O'Neill on uh on on, on Female Google. golfers on as porn stars. Well, let's dive into this Tyler. Where what was the I don't know. Where would you think this was going to go? Female golfers know, but there as porn is that stars. weird like subsection of Golf, like, like, yes, culture, like, where, thoughty golf, where all the best women golfers are like frumpy Asian girls, and they're the ones taking home the championships. But then you see like these like golf Instagram models who are like hitting drives in the super short tight skirts. Kurt, Kirk probably knows like ten of them. Just could probably name ten of them like right off the bat. Yeah, I could. <laughs> Is that a crime? But it's just kind of funny because it's like a a, a weird niche and a weird like uh, uh dude thing it's like like instagram industry. fucking uh like that's like social media in a nutshell though like 
Uh, I haven't uh, encountered that corner of the <laughs> the internet. One of the one of the dogs I watch the people leave like Golf Channel on all the time, and it's like randomly at like three thirty on Golf Channel, and it's uh, it's this chick Blair O'Neill and this she's Dottie. This old dude who you would think would be the one doing all the demonstrations, but instead he's just talking about the demonstrations while Blair O'Neill, the host, is also in like a skin tight shirt. Is he kind of talking like this? No, no. No, he's, he's Martin Hall. He talks yeah. like this. He's a big fat British guy. He's a big fat British guy. Yeah. He's playing his 60s. And he keeps trying to like say, well, this is what you want to do. And then she goes out and hits like a great like practice tee shot. And. He always tries to mention like squaring the or like tightening the ass, but he doesn't say ass. He says buttocks, and it's very awkward. But like he's clearly just checking this girl out the entire time while he's like trying to be like, well, you want to think about this and you want to like be doing this with your hips, and she does the same, you know, swing. Like you've never seen this how like Paige, <laughs> you've never seen her. Paige Did they just tie the game up? No, we're getting fucking blown out Sorry, here. Are you gonna show Paige? Yeah, no, bro, you ever seen this this gal? <laughs> I don't know why he would. No, she's got like a million something followers, bro. <laughs> Two million followers. <laughs> you can just you can just Google search golf bodies and there's there's so Paige Renee. Spiritnack. This is this is bad radio. This is great radio. Go look up Paige Spiranak on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out. What are some other ones? Get some other ones for the old, uh, for the old Instagram. Search. It's the Bird Dog account that follows them all. <laughs> oh yeah, whose account is that, by the way? It's mine. Kirk, oh. Kirk, Kirk filmed this like. So eight you haven't? No, I know. I've... Well, no, no, but he filmed like eight or nine shots the last time we played, and he's posted one post. Oh, that fucking night. relax, dude. I'll get there. <laughs> There's a million of them out there. I don't have to explain it. There's like Blair O'Neill, Holly Saunders was one for a while before she came a total fucking hoe bag. Yeah. And you know who Vegas Dave is? No. No. I guess I'm deeper into the Instagram world than I thought I was. <laughs> Vegas Dave is. Yeah, I'm. I'm not too much in the Instagram game. I'm. I'm strictly Twitter and uh, mostly NBA Twitter. At I'm that. like semi-retired Twitter guy. Like you know, like I, I catch what's going on on Twitter, but Twitter's just kind of like it's all over the place. Okay, like this, this is another. I mean, we could probably finish up, but that's another thing I can talk about. Let's go. People who are, who use Twitter as their meme, like like source, like people follow private accounts on instagram oh this is the hottest of all things from tyler dude i just i'm so just like i don't understand messages you on instagram of a post from an instagram account that is blocked sends you a private okay i feel like that a lot of you can't view this because you know follow this account okay so like that's what i don't get like if you're a meme account why are you private like well it's because they don't want you sharing their stuff without you going to their actual page and credit and taking credit that's for their why they content. have two million followers because friends of friends get sent memes and it's like i can't look at this all right then just follow the account all right i will uh, I refuse. no yeah and it causes tension in the group chats <laughs> so lately after after said uh arguments happen kirk and bobby continue to send uh a meme from just one account that they both follow and they like have a little back and forth and it's all in the group chat and i have just not responded to it anymore so i only followed <laughs> one meme account on the gram and i realized it you know it was time to give it up like they just they just copy and paste from Twitter anyway. No, yeah, it, like it's either Twitter or Reddit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna see this one way or the other, yeah. and it doesn't need to be from a private account. 
I had a whole reason why I especially hate them, but I don't want to get into all that. Yo, can we send Kuzma to the moon? Like, <laughs> get this guy off of, out of the Lakers jersey, please. When's the trade deadline? It's like right after the All Star. Oh game, my right? God, we could get something for him too. Like, we really could. Like, he put asses in seats. What, despite what people think, he may not be good, but uh, you need a Rondo like backup slash like like an actual put asses legit in seats. point Send guard. Send him to but, fucking like, somewhere where shoot. like they're dying for ticket sales. Dude, get this guy out of here. Ugh. <laughs> I, you know what? I really liked Kuzma, too, like that first year. Like he came in and he'd come up he's off the bench. He's a great player for a just, bad team when you're just like, man, if this guy was on a good team, he'd buckets, be great. Like, yeah. Because Kuzma like, oh, will get in there and get buckets, but he's just going to let a lot of shit get right by him and just act like he was playing defense. But and you hate his hair. You just hate his hair. I just, he looks like he's on the fucking best coke in the world. And I mean, part of me is a little jealous, but. <laughs> he looks like the Chinese dude in uh, Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy who beats up Chris Tucker and then later Chris Tucker shoots him. Man. <laughs> all right, guys. Anything else you want to wrap her up with? I feel like we kind of have to just like milk all the time that we got here just because it's like we got a guest on the pod. And we're probably not going to do another one. Well, not that. No, one. I'm going to make you do another one. This was easy as shit to set up. It was. It was so good. I'm going to make you do another one in like And I feel like two hours weeks. is easy to kill as well. Oh, two yeah, hours so. is really easy to kill. We're, we're, we're a podcast that doesn't care about getting in and out. Oh, yeah. We have no concerns about making this easy for people to listen to. We, we ramble <laughs> on and on and on. Yeah. With anyway. No, with no set breaks. All right. You had something you were going to sign off with. I forgot what you said it was going to be. Not poops could do. That's your. I thing. know that's my thing. But what did you say you were gonna sign off? No, I came. I'm gonna have to go through the. Text I'm going home. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Poop skid do.